Hey everyone, this is Connor. Before we get started, I just want to encourage you to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. If you become a patron, you'll get access to multiple exclusive episodes every month. And you can also join our patrons-only Discord chat, where Pete and I talk informally with the Podside Picnic community. So if you like the show, go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Welcome back to Podside, everyone, uh, and Happy New Year. Happy 2023. We are uh, transmitting into the future as it is right now. Uh, this is Carlo, um, and with me, uh, joining me today is none other than Kurt. Hey, Kurt. Hey, I hold a grudge against you for this one, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad to be here. All right, and uh, returning champ, Ashley Adams. <laughs> Ashley. Hey. Um, you guys got to stop inviting me on because this is the second little stinker <laughs> I brought to you guys. It's funny that you're like, oh, you're no. like I, resent, I resent you, Carl, but I was like, I, I mean, this is kind of my fault, sort of. I don't know. Well, <laughs> this isn't know, a stinker. You know this is a reeker. You know what, Ashley, we are, you know, basically this is an episode um, like our uh, Jurassic World one where I am going to go ahead and put the hater in creator and <laughs> uh, and hopefully both of you will join me. I think uh, we are all of a uh, uh, sort of like uh, in the same on the same page, if you will. Right. Uh, because we will be uh, actually reading. We read. And discuss, we'll be discussing our first John Scalzi book, Ooh. The Kaiju Preservation Society. Yeehaw. All right. So, um, do, do you guys want to be mad a little early before we, before we, <laughs> we do a synopsis, before we do a summary, before any of that, before we get into any of it? Um, do you want to get mad? because um this i think we book- should we should give our i think i think we should start with maybe our our overall impressions and we don't need to go super deep just just our our oh, our knee-jerk takeaway i, I was okay. i was gonna that. the the thing is i was gonna give uh actually industry impressions first oh fair and yeah then, fair yes yeah so um just so that we know here kirkus reviews called the book an quote unusual pandemic novel <laughs> It's certainly Des- that. <laughs> Despite the absurdity of the premise, isn't escapist fluff. Mm, uh, it, specified that, mm-hmm, it specifies <laughs> that the banter and snarky humor that readers expect is also a blunt and savage swipe at tech bro billionaire culture, the Trump administration, <laughs> and the chaos and tragedy that result when powerful and rich people set themselves against science and scientists in oh. order to profit from disaster. That, oh boy. That's a, t- oh that's a boy. take. That's a take right the, there. This must have I been have in. So uh, much I can say about that. <laughs> Holy shit. Th- this must have been in, in Kirkus's um, opposite day uh, publication. Because <laughs> literally everything they said, the opposite is true. It, it, it is an unusual pandemic novel. Uh, I would say it it is entirely escapist fluff. 
Um, and I would say that the banter and snarky humor um, uh, entirely drag it down. And it is a what's what, what's the opposite of blunt and savage? It's kind of like a soft and uh, gingerly it's, it's swipe, mar- marshmallowy. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I wouldn't even say it's escapism because I found nothing <laughs> escapist about it. In that, when I think of escapism, especially in the venture books, I think of like. You know, we can talk about, like, there's a history of exoticism and orientalism, so there's problematic stuff, obviously, but there's, like, lush descriptions or, like, yes. you know, you get some sexy, hot, steamy stuff or, like, you get some really, you get, it's like you're clearly the hero and you get to do cool stuff and it's a self-insert book and so, like, there's stuff there and I'm like, there's not, there's... We'll get into it, but there's nothing yeah. here. And it doesn't, swi- it doesn't swipe at anything. It has... It can't even say fuck. You want to talk about it's against the Trump administration? It can't even say Trump. It keeps referring nope. to his sons as large adult sons. Lar- large adult oh, sons. Oh, is that what that, that was supposed yes. to be a reference yes, to? Trump, it's a Trump that's son. That's exactly he, it. He completely American fucked up how you use large adult. That's not what I mean. Yeah, I know. That, you they, could. They yeah. are large adult sons, but it doesn't. It's, it's, just, it's just a fucking. Skull, I don't know. Scalzi is someone that's online, but he is not a poster. And yeah, book yeah, clearly shows yeah. It. He knows about large adult sons, but he doesn't know the cadence and when you use it and when it, not to it, use it. It, it, remind, it reminds me of uh, what is it the 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 line from a fish called Wanda? Uh, chimpanzees can read Nietzsche; they just don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, one other one because this one was the one that really hurt. Adam Morgan in Scientific American writes John hmm. Scalzi's standalone adventure novel is a fun throwback to Michael Crichton's 1990s sci fi thrillers. Yeah, uh, Scalzi <laughs> describes no. the book as a pop song, and he's right. No, it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it uses auto tune. How how unfair to un- pop songs? I was gonna say that's as a big metal fan, I think that's completely unfair to uh, pop songs because I like they at least you know you can dance or do something. Also, they're really short, so yeah. <laughs> you'll be done with it in like three minutes tops. They, they get they do get to the point. It's true. All right. So, um, all right. So then let's, uh, we, we've been peppering, uh, our own impressions of the book, um, throughout, but, but we could probably, uh, then take a break and, and just give it, you know, Kurt, give it to me straight. What did you think? It is an almost avant-garde commitment to saying and meaning <laughs> nothing. It is truly are, are are you too familiar with uh the Dog Me 95 manifesto in in uh, filmmaking? No. no. It's no. it's it was this weird avant-garde manifesto with which like put extremely tight constraints upon upon film. And the idea was to make it like like a, a film as 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 empty of artifice as possible. So there was no artificial lighting. There was no camera movement. You could only, you know, you, you, you couldn't use boom mics. It was supposed to be like as close to just somebody holding a camcorder and just passively observing as possible. And this borders on that because I I was, it, it is okay. So like, like the basic thrust of the book is almost a, it's this weird like middle class fantasia of like what if you took a really interesting concept and you experienced it in the most boring office humor way possible like like it's it 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 imagines protecting you know kaiju as if you are 
in your first week at the most boring office job imaginable, and everyone keeps saying, are you working hard or hardly working? And that's every single page uh, of this novel. People only talk. There is no descriptive prose, like whatsoever. Like I, I have to emphasize how it, it's 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 baffling how little descriptive prose there is. Um, even when they describe C- Carlo and Ashley, I almost didn't believe you when you said that they like, they don't describe the. Kaiju. I told you, I like, told you, I've been telling you this for like a fucking I told year. You, bro. <laughs> I know. I I said everyone in the chat. I've said this like I think twice now. Once to Carlo, once to all three of uh, all three of us. Uh, a, a sweet bro and Helen Jeff, where it's like the I t- the stairs joke. I'm a, I'm a homestuck, so I guess you know say what I will about my taste, but I I changed it to like I warned you about KPS, bro. I told you, dog, because I was like, no, you don't understand. And I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm like, this is like the I read bad stuff. I've read lots of bad stuff. I read all of Atlas Shrugged, like for God's sakes. I've read fan fiction, the worst fan fiction. This genuinely may be the worst, like professionally published novel it's so bad and i am baffled and there's tons of stuff i've read i know i don't like as good i think of like say sarah j mass books i don't think that's controversial to be like those aren't good but i can see why people like it or like um i'm not a big fan of like those like jim butcher books or like there's or like all those airport books but i can see why people would have fun with it like okay there's there's emotion there's a viscerality to them there's fun there's descriptions of things there's dialogue that separates character people talk differently from each other yeah this is like being locked in a room with 25 john scalzi's oh my god they they went they went through the portal like every one of these characters (laughs) went through the little portal in uh being john uh, being actually John Skalzovich, and it's just like an entire, an entire cast of oh Skalzies just going Skalzie, Skalzie, Skalzie. But, but and this like, book look, was I, like sent from hell specifically for uh, me because this is a concept I should love, right? Like if we I don't know how much I've talked about this in the other episodes I've been to, but my background was in like wildlife conservation. I love kaiju. This should have been like I would love the idea. I've always loved the idea of kind of melding that kind of that conservation fieldwork sort of background with yeah. a speculative fiction. It should have been easy. Holy shit. Was this like made in a, and like, I expect like lush description. I love that. I love some lyricism. I know like not everything could be that, but I love you know, <laughs> descriptions of places. I think Aldo Leopold's Santa County Almanac is one of the best books ever. And it's just like, Hey, I'm going to describe fucking Wisconsin to you for like a year. <laughs> this has as much lyricism as the John Cage song. It's so, it's so, I cannot, like, it is, and I just can't understand how anyone thinks this is fun or escapism. It's like reading, I I know someone in the Right Good Discord, when I was talking about it, like, I think really hit it, I don't remember who it is, unfortunately, but like, that it reads like a Wikipedia, like a fan wiki. It does, yes, yes, it it reads like the Wikipedia for the book itself. It reads like you read the Wikipedia instead of, it's almost a found document of of somebody (laughs) describing the plot of the book it really you. is. Yeah, it feels like it's just somebody talking at you. It's so much but, exposition. It is both over overwritten and incredibly yeah. underwritten. It is a it's like those turkeys that are burnt on the inside and completely raw on the inside. It is incredible. I don't know how someone could do it. It's Did incredible. you know okay, I I want to get back to the description or the lack thereof yes. for a second because okay, there's 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 two examples that I want to read. Here is the most sp- okay, the the two most specific description of the kaijus that we get. One yes, is one is um it looked like 
H.P. Lovecraft having a panic attack. That's the oh. entire that's the entire description. That's that's it. That is it. I'm not exaggerating. There's no more to the there's not like an extra paragraph of description. Like it's this it, it, it is literally just damn my life like a movie or my life like <laughs> a weird fiction book. Um, the other <laughs> the, the other description of the kaiju that we get is. She looked in the moment, this is describing uh, Bella, which is one of the kaiju, like every kaiju you'd ever seen in a movie. And to me, that What's hits it on the head, mean? right? Well, no, but, but that, that, that's exactly what it is. This is a book that relies entirely upon the received ideas of what science fiction looks like. You have to have seen 30 years of sci-fi movies or at least like this is a this is a book that depends upon you having watched a bunch of sci-fi films right it depends upon you having seen Jurassic World and be like oh he's describing a Jurassic World kind of thing or oh he's describing Godzilla looks like Godzilla even though they say he even though they say the kaiju don't look like Godzilla we don't know what they look like and your brain is like oh well it must look like look like Godzilla then that's all we get that's all you get is the preconceived notions you already had in your head well I want to add to it it relies on you having a preconceived notion but not thinking too much about like hey how vast does that term mean because when we think of kaiju it's like it looks like every kaiju you've looked at I'm like so like the angels from Neon Genesis Evangelion, because those are very <laughs> weird and look very and different cool. even from also, each other. Well, that's I mean, a visual even, medium. You can look at them and see them. And this even, is a book. Even even the Toho uh, uh, kaiju's for yes. all the rubbery suits. Like they're all like very Megalon, distinct. M- Megalon has like drills for hands. What about uh, Ghidorah? Mothra looks. Mothra is a is a giant moth, right? Know? Like like Ghidorah, like uh, uh, Gamera, shit. Uh, you know, like uh, so so it's like well, so you just threw all those into a blender, and it's just like what? It's like a turtle with drill hands. I think I just like imagined like the Cloverfield monster because the Cloverfield monster is a little bit like. It's just kind of, I love Cloverfield. I don't know mm-hmm. what the take on that is, but I find the monster design to be kind of, eh. So I kind of just imagine, and also it has like, well, I guess we'll talk about the parasites because the Cloverfield mm-hmm. monster had parasites yeah, is- on it. So I just kind of was like, it's a Cloverfield monster. Yeah, I exactly. I, the the minute he started talking about the, the, the parasites, I was like, oh, this is fucking Cloverfield. Uh, which, you know, it, it's it's sad because like that, he he's sort of like lifting... Uh, and, and making that do a lot of heavy lifting where in Cloverfield, that was like a really cool yes. little detail, right? Yeah, uh, it was it, awesome. It, it was really, it made it different, which I really liked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, which, you know, whatever I think of J.J. Abrams right now, <laughs> that was, that I I did like Cloverfield. I, I'm not sure I like the uh, the human story. It was like, eh, whatever. Give me, give me the fucking monster. Dude. I mean, it's a nine eleven, like it's a nine yeah, eleven, like true. metaphor. That's really what the whole movie is. Um, I was wondering if we couldn't like back up a little bit and be like just briefly run through the plot so everyone like as we much as we need to it talk is. about the beginning of the book. We I think have we do. To talk I think because honestly, I kept telling you, and I watched. I would love your opinions. Is is the beginning of the book the strongest part? I think it's the strongest part. Because it's the least, like, I find the, like, later, like, we're just telling you the lore of these fucking, like, the world building shit to be insufferable. But it, the beginning is really bad. And there's some stuff I definitely want to talk about. It's like, it's annoying, but it is realized. It is realized incorrectly. Yes. 
but it is there is some attempt at making it a th- like about a thing. So I I agree. So mm-hmm. yeah. So so the book begins. Uh, it's about it's about a character named Jamie Gray, um, whose whose gender is indeterminate. Oh, um, and that seems to have been a specific. And it's it's not clear if if they're non-binary or if if it's. I think that Scalzi even said that he made like an intentional decision to like. Yes, he did. Yeah. He said it was supposed to be. It's like, well, you're supposed to work out your preconceived biases, and like I've read books <laughs> where the gender. Yeah, I know, and it's really funny because every like a ton of the promotional like people and like the way people talk about it they gender this character and they almost overwhelmingly gender it gender jamie as a he i think i'll just use they as a default but it doesn't really matter i don't think this is a commentary on gender at all or expectations no. it feels more like a video game <laughs> self-insert thing it yeah. really yes has yes nothing. yes it feels like um like uh, uh, Commander Shepard from, from exactly. The Mass I was like, thinking. I was like, thinking of like a Bioware game. Basically, <laughs> there, there should be a character generation at the beginning where it's like, choose your background. Did you come from a mountain world? From that would have been better. That would have been fucking better because at least you would have gotten some backstory. So yeah, this character Jamie Gray of indeterminate gender. It's very, I think, interesting that everyone genders Jamie as a he. Otherwise, uh, but like he's or they or whatever is working at a food delivery. Like think like an Uber Eats. I think it's called like Food Mood. Um, and his bought his CEO. He's like director of marketing or something. And it starts assistant off- assistant director of marketing. Yeah, whatever. Um, which which they they call them later an executive, not really technically an, an executive. I have to quibble about this, by the way, because I I I I am now and in the past have been the equivalent of either a director of marketing or an assistant director of marketing. Yes, Scalzi doesn't know what what directors of marketing. I do. thought that I thought it felt very weird. I'm like, I don't know enough about this, but this doesn't feel he's, right. He's describing a product manager effectively because they're giving feedback on like the high level positioning of the product. Yeah. And that's not something that like like the marketing person would be about like how you message it and market it. And they're much more like, here's my ideas for the product, which is fine. Like it's it's supposed to be a startup, but it is it is a very inauspicious start where it's like marching so like it starts with the scene where they they march into the office and they're like i'm gonna give you my secret sauce which by the way is like the most obvious possible idea and it's like i've got this genius idea oh my boss stole my idea of like you you later find out that that's not the case um but have either of you read snow crash i have not okay so so the, the the first scene in this book is jamie gray getting fired by their ceo and not oh, oh, realizing right. until halfway through that they're being fired. And they explicitly mention Snow Crash yeah. in, this, in, in this opening sequence. And I think that he's, I, I think that Scalzi was trying to do a Snow Crash type thing because there's a sequence in, because Snow Crash is about a guy who used to be a programmer at, a, at what is now a very successful company. And he basically got like drummed out of the organization um, for, for unclear reasons. Uh, right before they got big, very similar plot structure. Um, and and by you know his kind of sh- shitty f- former friend boss, and the, I I think that he's trying. I think he's like, intentionally trying to riff on that scene, considering he name drops it specifically, and it mm-hmm. really doesn't work. And um, I shared what's what's interesting is that in Snow Crash, 
it's a character building moment where it's like this friendship that goes from friendship to the tension between it's basically like a guy thinking he's talking to his friend and realizes halfway through that he's talking to his boss and Scalzi <laughs> just can't pull it off. So like it starts off as it, it feels like the beginning of like, I don't know, like, like, like a Fletch novel or something like it's so lightweight, but it feels like it's trying to be, it, it feels like it's trying to be like faux hefty, but it just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. And it also doesn't make sense um, because the whole well, conceit is basically that Jamie gets fired and then gets kind of switched over into being a delivery driver for a, a, del- a, a, a deliverator because that's the like that's the snow that's crash, crash reference. Yes, that's snow crash snow reference. Crash. Well, no, not only that, but like um, Jamie uh, gets very like th- you know throughout that entire uh, initial part gets very heated that uh, that that their boss has. Uh, you know, I mean, he didn't. He didn't even know it was from Snow Crash, and and it's it's one oh, of God, these things that happens throughout the book too. Oh no, no, no! That that happens throughout the book, and it's specifically we know who the good guys are because they all get the <laughs> reference. They don't yes. yeah, exactly. It's like it's, it's so it's so annoying, and it's like wow. Uh, this is truly like uh, being a nerd is is really morally superior. And this is, I hope you like. This because this is the only backstory and description. You never learn about Jamie's fam. Does Jamie have a family? Mm-hmm. Does Jamie have hobbies? Mm-hmm. Does Jamie, what what does Jamie look like? Well, you're not going to find Jamie out what like eats? anybody looks like. Yeah, uh, what you'll Jamie, find out Jamie is sprang, Jamie sprang fully formed from the uh, University of Chicago program. program. Yeah, the, the University That's, of Chicago graduate program. That is uh, literally yeah. the only thing you were given, which I believe Scalzi went to University of Chicago. I think um, that. Uh, Jamie was working on a thesis, a broad like a sci-fi thesis about like bioengineering. Oh God, I fucking hated that in, uh, in, in sci-fi, and everyone mentions it. Everyone's like, "Wow, you were writing your thesis on sci-fi novels? Wow, that's was so like the broadest cool. thesis ever. I wrote about bioengineering from Frankenstein to oh, don't forget, here's a tour drop. Um, and this isn't a knock the against murder these. Bot diaries, the, yes. This isn't a knock against Murderbot. I've read some of them. I think they're fine. Um, but I was like, kind of like, Ugh. also, I'm like, that's a pretty big thesis. That, that seems really unwieldy. That I feel like you need to like, <laughs> that should be like one book you focus on as somebody that's got an English degree and stuff. I'm like, oh, that that's a little bit unwieldy. I think, but whatever. That's the only information you've given about Jamie. Uh, although to be fair, you're not given like any information about like anybody else. So, so here's, <laughs> I, I'm glad you mentioned the, the nerd thing too, because Here's 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 the thing. It doesn't mean anything. It's it not something about so so like Neil Stevenson, who wrote Snow Crash, has this whole thing. Less so now in his later writings, but it, it's still pretty consistent that he he kind of has this like this like '90s like techno utopianism of like if we put the nerds in charge, everything will, will be better. So like a lot of his books are kind of structured around this idea that like nerds are better people. Maybe they're maybe they're not good people necessarily, but like nerds have a power it is very central to the Neil Stevenson um, worldview. And so, you know, uh, the the heroes of Snow Crash are also nerds and they make references not to real world stuff, but it's it's clear that that they are nerds. And it's a point that's drawn of like they, re- you know, nerds really experience the world. All the mundanes just kind of drift through it. and. Mm-hmm. I think there's flaws to that, but it is at least a perspective 
And Scalzi doesn't have anything to say about being a nerd. It's literally just like, I assume nerds are reading this and you want to be pandered to. I would want to be pandered to. So I'm going to pander to you as hard as I possibly can. (laughs) Uh, Also, I wanted to add, um, this book starts off, and we can talk about this more or later or something like that, but um, uh, part of the also, like, this book is set, um, it is a pandemic book, sort of. I don't know why I said book so loud. Anyway, uh, well, it is book, (laughs) question mark. Anyway, um, so I think also part of the reason that, like, this starts is that it's set, it's supposed to be, the book starts right before the the lockdowns happen right, for yes, the pandemic. Yes. And that is uh, uh, Jamie will, when uh, they start doing their delivery job is working like in, I had assumed like the, the, that spring or very early in the pandemic. And woo doggy, the way that skulls, this was the thing that made me mad about this book is the way Scalzi handled the COVID, the COVID-19. I was like, what was your COVID experience like? Because the way this is used, it's it's so bad and it's so like uh, disconnected from what it felt like the actual experience of, especially yeah. um, if, if you don't mind, let me give an example specifically. The, the part in the book that made me like legit mad was so, and I guess this is good because it'll take us to our next point. So Jamie is delivering and he goes for this really- I'm not going to say it. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Fuck you. I have some dignity, goddammit. So he's delivering food, and he starts delivering to, um, what's the guy's name? Tom, right? Tom, Tom, yeah, yeah. Who was like, kind of like... I, I'm we sorry, finally, are you gendering we, Jamie, the, the, the non-gendered character? Wow, Ashley. Yeah, fuck canceled. Me canceled. Yeah, fuck me. Whatever. <laughs> wasn't I'm, wasn't hold on. Wasn't the guy from who was the the first friend you'd get from uh, MySpace? Was it Tom? It was MySpace Tom. Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom. Yeah, MySpace Tom. Tom. He's like we, a, we, we now have we we now have the mystery of where Tom ended up. Kind <laughs> of alternate Earth. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Scalzi can say whatever he want and stuff like that. I don't rate Jamie as anything but a man. I, I was agree. Like, I, I was like, I, I, I don't I trust Scalzi to. I yeah, know Scalzi yeah. has written books, I think, from a woman's POV, but I I do not think is that's it, something he's particularly interested in. Is it Jamie books. even like bunking with a woman? Mm-mm. No, Jamie okay. Is, uh, Jamie has, oh well, yeah, Jamie decides at first, they're like, no, I'm not going to deliver, I have dignity. But then they get back to their room and they have two roommates who are... Um, Two, they're they're uh, two guys. <laughs> one of them is one of them is trans, and his the trans characters they like. His only thing of dialogue is he just says he wants to firebomb stuff, and that sounds really fun, right? But I promise it's not very fun. It's very annoying. <laughs> I mean, it, the the thing the thing that that's uh, I mean when when he kept on using that, it really felt to me like, uh, and I think I'd mentioned this to you before, Ashley. It felt like uh, from uh, like Jason from The Good Place. Who is a you know dumb I, as like, Rock's I character. like Jason from the Good Place though. Jason's funny. I, that's and charming. the thing. He is charming. <laughs> Le, Laerte, Laertes is not. Well, it's because you only his get only like, line. Yeah, his only line is uh, "Well, firebomb it," and he's 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 he's, he's played like um like a caricature of what you'd expect, like a radical lefty type of or anarchist type of guy yes. or, or type of person would be. Yeah. It's clear that Scalzi's seen some posts and, but that's like it. Um, he's like, I've seen a trans person like online once. Um, so, and because they're like, 
I want to be clear. I was I was referencing when Jamie gets to to the other dimension. Oh, I okay. thought I thought that that they bunked with uh, although they may have bunked with the uh, Maybe they were in their own bunk. It's not clear. Nothing's explained. Who the fuck knows? But I thought he was. I thought Jamie I thought, was with Karaoke. Single single rooms. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, okay. Maybe Jamie it was. does get like that plant, and uh, like basically it's like their own room or whatever. Oh, anyway, okay. It, well, never mind. I, never mind. Yeah, it it doesn't it really. Do, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's they're not, all. It's they, not really. They described. all sound the same. Uh, yes. But, yes. So, uh, and then the roommates are like. Oh, we're useless gay people. We're gonna have to move because we we're out of a job because of COVID. I guess they're like in theater, and so Jamie is like, "Oh, we're too I guess gay like, to have a job." It's impossible. Yeah, there's this weird, this very weird paternalistic like thing going on with like Jamie's like, "I have to take care of my roommates. They're too gay to work." I guess. Aren't um, they? Aren't they both involved in like uh, theater? Yeah, or something yeah, like they're that? both something, in theater, yeah, which yeah, did yeah. get which did get very impacted by COVID. But also, I'm like. They weren't really trying very hard. <laughs> um, so that's why Jamie, Jamie decides well, to go into it. And then, oh, yeah, sorry, you go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, well, isn't that also like a very stereotypical thing for her? <laughs> like, yeah. Against like, Scalzi's like, 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 I've seen a gay person. They like theater, right? They, <laughs> they, they like Broadway shows. So, I mean, they, they must work They must work at the theater. And it's like, you know, gay people can work anywhere, Scalzi, you, you dumbass. <laughs> it's true. We're, we're all over the place. We're, we're, we're right in your own neighborhood. You better watch out. Um, <laughs> so, like, so Jamie starts delivering and he meets Tom Who's like, oh, your thesis was so cool. That's why I started reading Snow oh, Crash. Fucking God the damn book. it. I hated that part so much. Wasn't I, it like- I have to say, nobody gives a fuck about your about your thesis. Nobody exactly. Will ever I give was a like, fuck this, about is, your thesis. this is the wish fulfillment right here. Here's the escapism is that someone heard your thesis at a college party and thought, actually, God. it's real cool. Well, there's, there's, three thi- there's three things that no one ever wants to hear about you your D&D character, your dream, and your thesis. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, also, yes. I have to say, we haven't talked much about the actual, like, line-level writing. It's really bad. And this section was a very confusing one if you read. I don't know how it is in the audiobook version, but the way <laughs> the, it was the, written out was because it's supposed to be, like, a montage of him delivering. Mm-hmm, and the way yeah. it's written, there's no, like, clear transitions or, like, spacing on a page to show, like, it's it not, just reads, yeah. like... It's like the net, and it's like I gave Tom his his shawarma. I gave Tom some sushi, and I'm like, damn, Tom's eating a lot of fucking food. Like, the first time I read, I had to go back, and I was like, god damn, like what's even you explaining it that way makes it sound more coherent than it was. It's really bad. It's so understated because the, the the issue the issue is again. I have to really stress. Ninety five percent of this book is dialogue, it's and it's so not much. even characterized well, I, I mean, dialogue. The, the only so so to your point, Ashley. Uh, the the audiobook. I mean, I think. Um, I, oh, the audiobook. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it done. Uh, yeah, like narrated by none other than Will Wheaton. So. Will, will no else? one rid me of this troublesome Wesley? <laughs> so so in so in the audiobook, uh, I do think that Will Wheaton tries to give it like a pause between yeah. the, like the different quote orders. But, but I mean, even then, like this is, this is written. And I think I had mentioned this to you before. It's written like it's a smash cut in a movie. Exactly. And the, the problem is that you can't really write that. Really write. Yeah. The best I would say what would have worked here is space. Just put a white space in there. It's the closest you could get. 
I think it, it would have worked if you very obviously repeated sentence structure. Like like if you made it very mm, prominent. Mm. The, the the issue is that the repetition of of handing Tom his his meals. So like it's supposed to be, to be clear, it's supposed to be like like a continuing conversation across multiple deliveries. And you're supposed to understand. Which is very weird written out. Like that's not how that works. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well yeah. And, and, and yes, that too. Um and you're supposed to get this because they mention the the each thing that's being delivered. It's like, oh, it's Thai food. Now it's like injera bread or whatever, you know. And, and and it's supposed to be like, oh, different things. You could do this, I think, if you repeated the sentence structure, like blah blah. I said as I handed him his, you know, blah blah. If there was something to make it clear, because the issue is that it doesn't rise to the level. It's it's too, it's it's okay. This is I will never say this again about John Scalzi. It's too clever. <laughs> It's I like, think that's generous. It's it's, uh, it's, it's it's expecting you to pick up on what it's doing, uh, yeah, but it doesn't signal to the reader. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't rise to the to the level of liminality. It remains purely subliminal. And the other issue is you, you've become so inured to just reading dialogue that I have to be honest, exactly. it was hard to read the non-dialogue parts because every single one of them are just I said, he said, mm-hmm. they said, she said, I blinked. He blinked. He pointed at. The, it's, I did a thing. No my face pros. did a. My face did a thing, which is a which is a line said in this section. There's a lot of my face did a thing. We did a thing. It's yeah. really a thing. Um. Yeah. Oh, there, there's there's also. Uh, let's not forget that there's. God damn it! So many uses of like, um, such and such. You know, like such and such. Uh, a dangerous situation happened because of course it did. Because of course then, it did. Yes. There's a lot and of then, those weird, like it, yeah, structures. And then here. dangerous situation escalates because of course it did. And Do, you're like, fuck you. Don't forget fuck you. one of one of the other characters who only exists to quip will then say. I can't believe that. And then the thing that just happened, I did that. Did that Kaiju really just eat that bus? Right. They fly, they fly now. Yeah. Um, they fly now. They fly. Every, now. every line of dialogue is that they can fly now. Every fucking line of dialogue. They even basically <laughs> do a, they can fly now. Yeah. Uh, with actual literal flying. This, it's incredible. The prose itself, like, and there are like, uh, I, uh, I forgot to highlight it, but there are some, actual like errors and like weird constructions and like weird like the common usage like and i'm not someone that normally notices it but like if you like if you do the thing where you read out loud you're gonna find like there's so much weird stuff here this was not like there was it was not well like perhaps, over, perhaps no i'm being did. too harsh on mr wheaton perhaps he was okay. doing the best. i think he, I think <laughs> he probably made it better because he, it is he was he was uh, doing he was doing champs he did work. not make it better he definitely did not make it no, better no. um well he, okay he, he made, it, he like made a, it bad in a different way i guess he he does this like this like you you know the voice that nerds do when they're making a reference they know you don't get but they have to make it really clear that it's a reference so that you can be like I don't know what you're referencing but I know it's a reference he does that voice about twenty percent of the time. <laughs> Oh, but I uh, so man, we have so much of this book to go through. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so, so, because so three quarters of the book is just is just describing right. how they make plastic. Well, I just wanted to get to the COVID part. Yeah. So um, so yeah. So so she she gets the the card from Tom. Uh, he offers uh, or Jamie is offered a job by Tom, uh, and then sent to uh, what is it the their their little office and uh, the the admin person at the office or the HR or whatever. 
basically sends Jamie across the hall to their doctor who just basically is just like, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of like, um, you know, the marathon man, but for, uh, vaccines, you know, it's like, is it safe? And it's like 10, 10 different (laughs) syringes on a tray. Like, like literally that is exactly like, Oh, you need to take all these vaccines. Plus let's not forget Ashley. Um, (laughs) You're, I, I know that you want to get mad about this, so let's not forget that the that part of the um, escapism of this stupid fucking book is that oh they have a, a vaccine that is basically uh can't like like a uh what is it um like like a like a a vaccine that cures or or prevents COVID period right yeah yes um and so uh and then there there's uh, it's followed up later on when uh she when when uh, Jamie meets Tom at the BWY uh, airport for whatever reason um and they're like well you know uh I'm wearing a mask but it's mainly to to blend in we could unmask at any time and it's like oh that fuck aged up. like shut milk the fuck up. Shut up. yeah 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 there's there's a lot of shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Shut up. But like the part that like made me really mad is that uh, when Tom is saying like, I'm going to give you a job, he's like, the reason is I'm short a person. And also, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like yeah. They, they, they've trained a person for, you know, however long. Right. And uh, they've come down with COVID um, and they're 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 in the hospital. Right. They're a on a ventilator. They the passages are like our person is on a ventilator. He is going to be fine and recover. This is supposed to be said. I'm so mad. I literally put down the book and had to walk away from it. I was like angry about it. I was like, this is supposed to be set at the beginning of the pandemic, and even now, if you get put on a ventilator, it means you're in a bad spot. When people got put on ventilators at the beginning of COVID, they were done. That person's not coming back. Very yeah, unlikely. And it was just like, I cannot believe Scalzi wrote that. Because I'm like, did you not, like, turn on a TV? What the fuck are you talking about? I was so mad. And then, of course, then, yeah. And it's like, oh, we get a vaccine. And it's like, so the thing that also, like, gets me mad is like, sorry, I'm just ranting. But it's like, why bother having COVID in it if you didn't want to deal with it? That's the yeah. thing I know lots of writers are grappling with mm-hmm. is like, Okay, we've gone through this, especially I know uh, maybe more on the nonfiction side is like, when can we write about this thing that we're still going through? <laughs> and then Scalzi's like, oh, I'm just going to write about it. And everyone's got a vaccine. So then it isn't a problem anymore. And I'm like, then why the fuck did you do it? There's no reason. You could have just had Jamie lose their fucking job normally and you didn't have to have COVID at all. Why the yeah. fuck is it even here? And you're just making like a mockery of like what is like. Here's the and thing. It's like what was like a huge like millions of people fucking died, and you're just like Whoa. like it's it pisses me off. There's no like gravitas or purpose for it. This human Here's tragedy. Thing. Here's the thing. It is a middle class fantasia. This book is a middle class fantasia. It, it the the dream is that someone will appear and say you are a middle class person from an office job. You have this is the thing that stood out to me the most, right? Jamie has to go from working at the executive level, we are told, at a food delivery startup to delivering the food. There is no inkling of solidarity or sympathy for the shitty lives of the people who have to deliver the Mm -hmm. food, the shitty work of this. It's literally just, I shouldn't be doing this. And somebody appears to get them out of it. 
And then not only do they get them out of it, they give them a cool job that has no no real requirements, no real credentials. Oh my god, yeah, that fucking and, pissed me off. And you don't have you know, and they, they're explicit about this later in the book. You don't have to pay attention to politics, the election, to social media, or anything. You can just the live your life are in and charge, no, baby. No, no, uh, yeah. Kurt. I'm sorry. You're 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 ninety percent correct. There is a section uh, about I think on, go on the on yeah. on Jamie's resume right up top. It said fucking nerd. And that right, like right. from all, you know, lifelong experience. So that was it. And then that, that, that is actually, the middle class thing, though. Right. Isn't that the but, middle class thing is that is that we've we've almost made it like like the thing that makes your experience unique as a generic middle class person is your hobbies and pop culture interests. It's the, that's it's that's your, fair, it's your, but, but it's your also costume it, color. Yeah, it's. I think it's also very, very much like um, it's it's the opposite of lampshading, <laughs> or maybe it is lampshade. I, I'm not entirely sure. It's hammered home later Torch on. Lighting. <laughs> uh, yeah, like basically remember when um, I think it's Tom that says that, oh, see, you as a nerd who has watched all the kaiju movies oh, yes, are better, yes, better situated, you know, like like mentally uh, prepared for this place. What bullshit? Let me right? tell you, I fucking <laughs> let me tell you, an ex- I was thinking about this. Um, also, again, this book is meant to torture me because there is I hate the whole like we're going to surprise you. I'm like. No, you can't do this. This is supposed to be like the security ops don't. And I know like at some point, like if this were a good book, I'd just be like, eh, whatever. But like this book wants you to think it's really smart. And it like spends no- three chapters on on what you're describing. It explains it, it so takes much. An incredible and amount of time. stuff like we're going to surprise you with a fucking alternative reality versus kaiju. I'm like, no one would do that. And then also it's like, well, you know, sci-fi. Let me tell you, I was thinking of a, a circumstance where I'm like, uh, going back to dinosaurs, I love dinosaurs. I've read stuff. I I have a background in biology. So, but that did not prepare me for. I went to the field museum. They had a model of a Quetzalcoatlus. I was stunned. And this was a model of a long dead thing. This was not a fucking living breathing hell monster. Yeah. And I knew about like the biology, and I'd read like this is how tall this thing is. This is what it looks like. But to see it in person is a little different experience. And this again was a model. There's nothing that would prepare you. Why would you surprise people? Because they will I was like, in real life, they would go fucking insane. It would be like fucking it would be like when they go into like the area X and fucking annihilation, they all fucking lose their mind and become part of the boss. Well, like Space alien, like what the fuck are we talking about? Compare it to Jurassic Park, right? Like yes, yes, like, it's a great one. They, they 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 take paleontologists and they show them living dinosaurs and they go, "Holy shit, my mind is blown." In this, the concept is: what if you took a nerd who's seen a Godzilla movie <laughs> and you showed them Godzilla and was like, "This shit's real," and they were like, "Okay," it, it's it's so strange, like it it it. It it wants to take things that are fundamentally interesting and imagine them as boring. Like like imagine if your job was to take care of Godzilla, but also it's not that unusual. It's a little bit unusual. It's it's unusual like you have a slightly unusual job, right? Like, oh, I dressed up like Martha Washington and gave tours of George Washington's house. Right. Like, well, that's that's a bit unusual, but it still sounds like a regular job. That's the concept of this book is like take an interesting idea and remove surgically extract all of the wonder and put it in a box somewhere that John Scalzi won't let you see. Because and- the main thing is just is just comfort. Comfort and normalcy. Mm-hmm. 
And there was like a story where like I've worked those weird jobs and I think there could be an interesting story about like how like banal like a lot of that like kind of cool work really is. And like I've worked with animals and how like like dad there's a lot of bullshit but that's not what the story is trying to tell you it's not being like actually there is no fucking it's just like i don't think they realize the fact that they've stolen the wonder like you said it was comfort i i god this book pisses me off so yeah then they fucking go to greenland and they go to fucking alternative uh the alternate sorry the alternate alternative earth is a different thing that it's like oh there's just like the, there's just the <laughs> cure alternative earth. it's all stone <laughs> temple pilots yeah, it's, yeah. All, it's, all, it's, all it's the cure running around um, it's the so grungosaurus they, rex you know um also something i want to know is diversity in this um Scalzi was very proud about like the diversity in the book and i think <laughs> he, doesn't describe, he doesn't yeah, describe anybody he doesn't describe anybody at all <laughs> And like so, like there. This is all. This is supposed to be hypothetically a a team of people from all around the world. You're given names, and I, I could talk about some of those names of like people that are obviously not Americans. They're supposed to be, I think, like different ethnicities and racial groups. And like there's like, um, I think one of the characters is like non-binary. Uses they. There's they're supposed to be queer characters. But the thing is, is like you're given like their name, and then maybe like. With the non-binary, they use they, so you get that. But there's no, like, there's not even, like, surface, like, oh, so-and-so ate Indian, like, ate some curry or something like that. Like, or, like, it missed their, like, it was, like, it was too cold for <laughs> it, whoever yeah. was from Australia or something like that. It, you get It doesn't nothing. even characterize people in a racist way. It just doesn't characterize no. them at all. <laughs> well, except for, oh, can we talk, well. Oh, whoa, except whoa, for Sati. Let's, the, let's the, save Sati. Martin, because, Martin okay, okay, Sati, yeah. yeah. I did oh, okay, want to okay, say... Oh, um, there is a name that confused me. It was a character that I think is supposed to be like, um, is that Tagak or whatever? Redo, redo, uh, uh, Tagak, which I might be saying wrong, which I believe I was really confused because I was like, well, that sounds like the last name sounds like an Inuit name. And in fact, that's because I recognize it is, it's like a famous, uh, Tanya, uh, Tagak, which I'm not saying right. It's, it's Inuit. So I can't say it correctly. Um, unfortunately, but, um, she's a really like famous, uh, uh, throat scene or she's incredible and then i was like well what's redo that's that doesn't sound like um in a nickname to me and i looked it up and it's a uh sami festival and i was like those are completely different they're very different very different different. and i i can't know for sure but i did i was like looking up uh, i was like redo uh uh, to cock, and then what I saw is that she, Tanya, had performed at this because there's a, a festival, a Sami festival called Ridu uh, Rithu, uh, which is specifically like a circumpolar indigenous, like sort of like festival um, started by the Sami people. And I'm like, did he? I I can't know, but there's it seems very weird, and like it seems I'm like, did Scalzi just like fucking see that? I was like, wow, well, yeah, they're all, they're all cold. They're all cold. There feels like know? that. There's definitely a few <laughs> names of, in here that I'm people like, people of coldness. I'm like, is this the name of a, like a place or something like that? But uh, it's very weird. Um, yeah. So like the diversity, like I'm sorry, you don't get to just name people a name that you found on Google, which may not even be right because it's like, almost worse. Isn't that almost really worse? Is. Where it's like everything like you it. need to know about someone is what their name is. So it's like, well, this person seems foreign because of their th- of their foreign. That's, that's worse. It. That's, that's that way tells worse. you nothing about who they are as people because that doesn't matter. And then and like it's so annoying because people like and obviously they're like chuds. I mean, there are chuds that don't like Scalzi. Like, and you know, we don't have to be like, like we're not going to give them credit, but also like. This one, just because you made the easiest people ma- to make mad mad doesn't mean you actually did a good thing. These people just fucking hate you because they hate you, you know? So stop may- patting yourself on the ass. May I read one of the character descriptions? 
Uh, did you find you found one? Go for it. Uh, uh, it's, Good for you. Uh, I am I am putting the biggest air quotes around the word description. Okay. Uh, I was going to respond. So this is this is as Jamie is preparing to go over to the other side and doesn't know yet what they are in for. And they say, uh, they, I think they're they're in like the like like the flight lounge, which again doesn't get described. Does no. nothing is described in this book? Do nothing. you know what a flight lounge looks like? Like, like, imagine that. That's what it looks like, apparently. Um, I was going to respond, but someone started clapping their hands for attention. We all looked up to see a very authoritative-looking woman standing up. That's it. it was Hillary Clinton. That's it. That's the. That is the. Uh, <laughs> she was coming to steal her drink. I don't remember which that's... character this is. Uh, I. It's. I fuck. It's like she's Brit like McDonald. Brit yeah. McDonald, commander of Tanaka Base. Gold. That is the entire description. That a that's major honestly more get. than you get for a lot of the like the yeah. the quote unquote main characters. You, I cannot emphasize like it is hard to if you have not read it to understand how little details are on there, and that's why I made you two read it because I was like, you need to see this because I'm I you cannot understand well, how bad let it me, is. Let l- let me put it this way: I I consider myself a fairly focused critic of prose. I like to engage with prose and be like, what's going on here? What are they doing? And so I committed to reading this instead of listening to the audiobook, as I often <laughs> listen to bad audio, to, to bad books, I just listened to the audiobook. Um, I got a, about a quarter of the way through the book and I said, there's no prose. It's just there's no, dialogue. It's, it's so just bad. dialogue. There was nothing for me to read. You, poor, poor Kurt's brain—the part of Kurt's brain that was like Kurt's just, just so salivating to, to analyze the prose. Just poor, poor little guy was starving, and there's like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm like, please, please, sir, may I have an adjective? And let me tell you, I, I am bright, and you know what? I, I love a lush description, but I think at my core, I'm really, I am really like a hoe for like dialogue. I think it. It can be so cool, and I think it does such a good job of, like, describing characters. I think it's super fun to write. Even when it's not done well, I'm always fascinated by it. Um, I hated every bit of this dialogue. There's so much dialogue. And I could read a book that's, like, heavy on dialogue. God knows I have. I write, like, heavy dialogue. This was bad. You know it's bad when I'm, like, I'm craving something else. I think the the issue is that... um, that there's there's a it's it's truly truly like a fetid combination of uh people repeating the same thing that someone else just said mm-hmm. um uh you know or for instance <laughs> uh you know s- entire sequences of um let's let's go back to 2015 and see what was funny on Twitter then oh my god uh, with, how, with how the, that is a great band name yes do you yes, remember oh my this god they say Jesus it like Christ. 25 times in the book oh my god i forgot that there's like stuff that i have wow. um so and then the next step is jamie eventually goes to this world and it's supposed <laughs> to be basically i think like um so you're not given descriptions about any of this you get to see some kaiju do some stuff there's like an airship there's all these like things that are supposed to be cool that are told to you but you don't get a description of it so it's like so the idea is basically it's like imagine it's like a jurassic park they're supposed to be oh i was so yeah. mad this is my little mad thing is that they were like this is supposed to be like it's supposed to be earth uh but the conditions of the cretaceous but 
but not because it's kaiju. And they're like, well, they're like, well, why is it warmer? And why is it the conditions of the Cretaceous? Are like, oh, because the asteroid didn't hit that killed the dinosaurs. And I'm like, that's not why the fucking world got cooler and why it yeah. looks the way it did. It wasn't the fucking asteroid. Continents move, Scalzi. Again, I would normally not nitpick these things. I know every episode you've I've been like the insufferable note. I'm like, I promise I don't actually care this much, but this book wants me to think it's smart. No, I'm and- I'm with you. Ashley, I'm with you. This book, this is so my my rule is I don't nitpick science. I don't give a shit about science unless you portray it as like a exactly. science book and you're like, look exactly. at the science. And this book definitely goes, look at the science, and most of it is wrong. It's so bad. So, so and not even so, a fun way. It's a stupid well, the 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 thing that we were we were sort of losing our minds over um offline ashley so one of the reasons that we're given apart from like the heavier atmosphere and the warmer oh and my the wetter god temperature, yeah is, whatever is that everything is like radioactive <laughs> yeah uh, the the, yes. the kaijus we we find out have basically um organic nuclear reactors inside their bodies but um uh, you know they they have a uh what of was it a complex uh a complex biology that requires them to have uh parasites that then help them through this process which are not well, parasites well, well, they let, just keep using that word let let okay let's put a pin in that we'll, we'll come to it back to it in a second because let's deal with the radiation factor okay okay oh yes so 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 if <laughs> it's, it's if, if, get close to the mic <laughs> if this if this world is as heavily irradiated that basically the, the, anything radioactive attracts life on this on this alternate alternative earth um and they eat like basically the there's a bunch of stuff that will just straight up eat uranium which also why would you use depleted uranium bullets but anyway that's another story well, depleted uh, uranium isn't isn't radioactive it's it's it, it's hazardous because you can breathe in the breathe in the that's, dust that's fair that's fair yeah um but but uh so so we never get a sense that anyone's like uh like making sure that people aren't out on you know like like their their mission or whatever for too long, you know. You don't get like, well, okay, let's let's run a Geiger counter and see how how many fucking <laughs> how how irradiated you've gotten. Okay, you gotta, Jamie, you gotta stay time out. Uh, stay stay right, inside exactly. for the next two days. Uh, Which we, is what they do when you out. work with radiation. They check you, and you're only allowed to work so yes. much around it. You have a dosimeter that you wear on your clothes, and it's a whole big it's a whole big thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like yeah. this book all the time. Like there are times too where they'll be like, oh, well, it's got padding and we're away from the like the the monster blowing yeah. up. Which like nuclear, the idea of like kaiju being based around the nuclear, like that's traditional. That's like, that's Godzilla. Oh, that's what oh should, but like, I've got some shit but, to say about that. Yes, go for it. Oh, so, okay. Okay. So there's two things. One, this book is weirdly both pro and anti-nuclear. And it's very <laughs> it is very weird. I could figure out what his politics are about. yeah i was like does he like it or doesn't he i don't know okay so so first of all john it is not ionized radiation it is ionizing radiation <laughs> Get his ass. it is dangerous because it knocks particles out of organic cell structures that is why it causes mutations they 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 mention this of like oh we're going to be big tumors when we get back so he did he did get that part 
Right. But it is ionizing. It is dangerous because it fucks, it knocks particles out of your DNA that causes mutations. It causes random growth. Okay. We've, 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 we've set that aside. The, the science that we are explained, that is explained to us is that, um, in their world, radioactivity is not a bad thing for life. Radioactivity is always a bad thing for life. First of all, right? Now, I was like, it, that doesn't make any sense. There, there, there is an interesting concept of life that has evolved to live with radiation. I like that idea. By the way, I think there's an inherent strangeness and weirdness to radiation and to nuclear technology that he almost engages with. I actually think the idea of any nuclear technology erodes the boundaries of reality is the most interesting idea in this whole book, and he does zero things with it. That is really interesting because there is a strangeness, right? There's right. because like the way that a nuclear re- like that like a nuclear reactor works is basically like you get a bunch of uranium and you put it all together and weird shit starts happening. That's weird, right? That's like that's borderline gothic. Um I mean that's basically the concept of like uh color out of space, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You you, you you put all these rocks together and like you get, ghosts, you get spicy water. Go, go, poisonous ghosts start showing <laughs> up. Well, I mean, they don't show up. You just notice that they're going through you because then your hair falls out. Yes. Yeah. So the idea. Is, oh, sorry. You go ahead. Oh no, no. I was just saying. So okay, okay. So the the core thing we're told is that the kaiju contain an organic nuclear reactor. I think this is actually an interesting idea. Yeah, I think right? it's fine. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's an interesting idea that like yeah, they yeah. consume radioactivity. They would accumulate isotopes. It would eventually result in some kind of of a reaction. The way that a nuclear reactor works is you get a bunch of fissile material, often uranium, often not. Originally, in the early days of nuclear science, it was it was uranium. And you use a moderator material like graphite to slow down the reaction, which increases the likelihood that the neutrons released by the reaction will cause further reactions, thus creating a chain reaction, right? Okay. Uh, Nuclear fission by itself is fairly low tech. You need graphite and a big pile of of uranium. That's basically it. Just enough uranium and enough graphite, and you got nuclear fission, which works to produce uh, electricity and other energy by producing heat. So basically, you make like a steam turbine by putting uranium, uh, uh, fissile uranium in water, it goes critical. It heats up the water that makes steam. That and you do all the stuff that you do with steam. Very cool. Everybody likes steam. Um, he says at one point, the issue is nuclear reactors are engineered with safeguards that prevent them from becoming nuclear bombs. This is very wrong. Extremely wrong. Nuclear bombs are really hard to make because you need the 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 uranium or the plutonium to not just be critical, but to be prompt critical, which requires an incredible density of uranium, which can be, which can be achieved either by smashing uranium together at incredible pressure inside a specifically focused lens, um, or by uh, uh whatever the the um. What the fuck is it? The Teller-Ulam model, which I don't know enough about physics to, to explain. But basically, a, 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 a nuclear bomb is not just a nuclear reactor that got out of control. And this is a central idea of the book that could have been solved in five minutes. And there's even ways to explain it. Of But but like when a nuclear reactor blows up, it's a steam explosion, fundamentally, or just too much heat and radiation. A nuclear bomb is very different and you can't 
You can't right. turn a nuclear reactor into a nuclear bomb. Long story short. That makes and, sense. Yeah. And I was so annoyed. Again, not because I set out to nitpick, but because it drew attention to it and was like, let me talk to you about science. No. And this is a fundamental underlying issue with the book is that it has no interest in science. The scientists in the book are culturally scientists. They don't yes. do any science. They don't talk about science. They have no thoughts on science. The the most they engage <laughs> with science is by visiting like a Facebook page called like I freaking love science and be like, damn, I science is, that bitch. Which is wild oh because I believe the tour, like the tour review of it was all like, it's so nice to have a book about competent people being competent. I'm like, nothing's going on. They don't I, do anything. I was just thinking like, if you wanted to, again, if you wanted to have fun, I was curious and they're actually like bacterium that actually and fungi that grow on like nuclear reactors and can like kind of absorb yeah it's real it's real it's legit yeah you could have used that as like an inspiration i don't again expect you to be like an expert on it i you know more honestly the way you explain i'm like oh you know more than i do i mean something yeah i mean uh sorry kurt i I was laughing because i was imagining like like a bunch of scientists looking at people On on TV wearing lab coats and going, my culture is not your costume. Yeah, dude, that, that's exactly what it is, dude. They're they're culturally scientists. They're not. The, 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 there's an astrophysicist who does no astrophysics. There's a biologist who does no biology. Well, the the the, 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 ge, the geologist who uh, who uh, just out of the blue is like, yeah, we're just gonna hold the uranium rocks in our hands. And that's gonna. <laughs> that's gonna how it works, dude, dude. Though, dude, though, they they make a plot point of this. Mm-hmm. If you notice. The reason that all of them were hired is that they were out of work. Isn't that weird? It's like, we can go <laughs> yeah, to another I guess dimension. why can we get them? Um, yeah, well, that, we'll, we'll that, that's the also without jobs, and we, we well, won't well, tell them anything. Well, also, like, also, uh, the the way that they train is just like incredibly bananas. Yeah, uh, the damn, you almost Rito, died. Rito, Tagak <laughs> is like, uh, yeah, go out, go out there. But there's a bunch of tree crabs out there. Didn't you say that they eat people? Is like, yeah, just go out there. Trust me, uh, you know. And then slowly, uh, when the tree crabs swarm over your body, uh, you know, Tagak runs in and 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 shows you how yeah, you deal with them. So like, stupid. This is, I mean, this is, I, actually, I have to say, I thought that the security protocols in Jurassic World were just They're way insane. better. They're way they better. They have guns, at least. This, this is truly insane. It's it like, makes it's no like sense. somehow, yeah, oh, well, I guess if, if they, I guess if they die, they can find another out of, out of work person it's to COVID, bring over. It's COVID, baby. Maybe they started COVID <laughs> to get employees. Um, there's, there, there, there's this weird subtext of the film that, like, the important part of a job the film? is not the, the film. film. What's that? <laughs> film. Oh, oh God damn Why it. would you say that? Dude, I, uh, it's it, so it clear. It's it a script. Yeah, it yeah, was. yeah. Like he, somebody he's, he wrote a film you haven't seen. He wrote it like a movie. Yeah, yeah. he absolutely he's wrote talked, a fucking he's script. talked about, like, I want an option and stuff like that. Like, this oh, is okay, like okay, a- okay. The, the weird thing about the book is it acts as if the important, rememberable parts of a job are the jokes that people say to you at the company Christmas party. Like that, mm-hmm. that's the important, like the important part of being an astrophysicist is not doing the astrophysics. It's when someone's like drinking your third cup of coffee today, huh? Damn, I love coffee. Like, don't, don't talk <laughs> the to The astrophysicists like, are always saying that. <laughs> like, that that's, oh, that's, I that's guess. what work is like. Work is just the, like the little, it's like water cooler conversations in this book. I it's get, so I guess, weird. I guess you need your firmware upgraded in the form of coffee. Uh huh. What, oh. what up? <laughs> oh, 
But oh, yeah, they, somebody uh, mentions Hamilton in this, by the way. Oh, yeah, yes. doesn't get a doesn't get a shout out, but someone makes like a confuses uh, somebody with Aaron Burr, and like I've got I've got too much Hamilton up in here, and it's like, mm. yeah, I think it's the mm. director. It's like it's like if I get too drunk, I'm gonna start singing Hamilton. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> like like, uh, but also honestly, in 2022. <laughs> You're still, you still are like listening to the Hamilton soundtrack every fucking day. Come on, man. But, um, so the concept is like the reason, so I want to talk about why KPS exists and like, if we, again, uh, maybe why this like, again, stupid stuff that's going on, um, is that the idea is basically when humans started doing nuclear testing and nuclear bombs, it opens a rift to this alternate world and kaiju start coming in. Interesting, interesting idea, by the way. Interesting yeah, idea. I think that's mm-hmm. fundamentally interesting. So the idea is in like, yeah, Godzilla's real. Uh, I think it's like a God- truth. Godzilla, thing. Bikini Godzilla showed up. Yeah. Godzilla showed so up like, in 1951. Oh, shit, we got to do something. So the idea is the KPS exists to... Well, I feel like in a good book, it would exist to kind of monitor and be like a safeguard. It tries to do the weird preservation thing, but it. so the idea with like wildlife conservation, ecological thing is that like it is a response to human interventions on the landscape. And then they do weird things in the book, like we are going, oh, these kaiju are rare in this area. We want them to breed. And I'm like. Well, n- why would you do that? Because that's an interference in a natural thing. And then they even talk about later. It's like, oh, they're actually not rare. They're just, they're more found in this region. And I was like, so you're just breeding vagrants? That's not how this, any- like, it, it has no understanding of, like, anything. But, like, why we preserve animals and do the things we do. It, like, wants to be like, oh, these kaiju are endangered. We're going to do some stuff. With-. Like, I, it's not like I think Ashley, he's even thinking Ashley, about it. He's just like. Didn't you know? Didn't you know that the more of an animal there are, the more conserved it is? I get, well, like, the thing is, I, like, was losing my mind because I'm like, kaiju are, like, they would be, like, their whole, like, they're supposed. Also, like, the whole thing is, like, they're really, they don't feel like animals, they just feel like really dumb objects, but then they're all, we're also told it's like, oh, it's like, it's not an animal, it's like, almost like a living ecosystem, and I'm like, not really, because it's just dumb, um, and I don't know what this thing looks like, so what does that mean? Is it like a Portuguese man of war, which is kind of like these, some of these animals? I, yeah, I like, uh, dude, I, I thought it was going in that direction. Yeah, I thought he wish. was going to say, like, it. It's like a colony organism. They're not really one organism. They're a collection. But no, no, it's it doesn't even go that deep. And it was yeah, just a I, monster with like bugs on it, I guess, because you don't ever get what the parasites are fucking described as. Um. So they. So then the rest of the book, like the next, like I don't know, like half of the book is just ten like, chapters. It's like ten chapters. It's just them talking about like going and doing like in like wow the kaiju like you want to read a wiki on these kaiju that's not very good who runs the plex server right on in the other dimension oh 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 oh, hold on hold on and then one shenanigan the plex Plex server uh just a a brief aside i found it hilarious that um the you know the the everyone brings like uh obviously like torrented and 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 you know all sorts of movies and shit like that and uh you know Scalzi found it absolutely necessary to have uh I forget <laughs> I forget who who the base commander is. Oh yeah yeah, we we have a Brin, special legislation Brin. uh special legislation that uh, is like who's going to enforce anything yeah. in I, another dimension? So who gives a shit? I want to talk about this for a second. Did you notice in the book how many times the book introduces like 
I guess like a point of maybe conflict or tension or like, and then like immediately resolves it. And I'm like, well, then yeah. why did you introduce mm-hmm. it? I don't, again, it feels like it's speaking to a nerd that's going to be like, well, well actually, well, why did you do that? Like well, the plastic generator, like I didn't need to know that. I just assumed yeah. you, you had your supplies and it's like, well, no, I guess we're assuming a nerd's going to be like, well, mm, how do you get your stuff there? And they're like, well, here's your answer, nerd. It's like anticipating. Well, well Well, uh, here's what's confusing about it is is that is that the Jamie is coming into a solved scenario, right? Like the interesting stuff has all already happened, essentially. Like the the base has been established. Like like the interesting story of this would be like discovering a hole in reality and then going and building a base there. Jamie is basically just doing it as like an internship, essentially. So this is an internship in a story that's already happened, and so it's like, oh, we've already solved all the problems. So your only role is to is to hear. This is why at the beginning I said this book is like a perpetual first week at a job where you're like, damn, what's up with that? Oh, okay, it's 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 like that. I understand. Someone has already asked this question, which is it's so very, sad to have as your escapism, right? Like it's like, yeah. oh, what if you had work? Isn't that fun? Um, no. Well, well I. Well, Ashley, like uh, I'm sure that John Scalzi uh, making his shitty burritos at, uh, and, and writing all day doesn't actually visit an office. So that would be escapist to him, maybe. Yeah, it, it, just, yeah, it reads really weird about like his experiences with the outside world. I'm like, and just like the, the things that get introduced in them, like. Like, I, I mean, I don't want to rag on, but there's like at some point they're like, how do we make supplies? And they're like, oh, we have a plastic generator. It like takes carbon from the atmosphere and makes in the plastic. Because bullshit reasons, plastic is made from oil, carbon, whatever, sure, whatever. And I'm like, and they're just like, oh, that's cool. And I'm like, why wouldn't you take this technology to the our world where it would solve so many of our crises at once? And he's just like, it just exists. I'm like, why would you introduce this element and I don't get well, be, it. I don't well, because, get it. it because because it would be used. It would be used by regular people, and they get their fingerprints all over it. Those little mundanes. They don't know. It needs to be in the hands of nerds. Again, but yeah. Just- I, I, again, it's like a fundamental core underlying concept of this book. I almost said film again. Is, <laughs> is that it? It's like it, the 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 concept is not like oh, there's all this technology that could be shared with people. It's literally just like oh, there's cool people doing cool things, and you got the chance to join the cool people team. It's you know what it's like. It's it's almost like a book where where the concept is somebody get, somebody gets hired by NASA. Yes, and, it does. Yeah, that's a, like that's a low level position. <laughs> And you get to tell everyone, I work for NASA now. And they go, whoa, cool. But also NASA does stuff for society. So it's like, but I think that's, I think that's a great comparison. It's just like. You're an intern, Harry. (laughs) It's just like, so uh, should we talk about like, I guess the one action scene that kind of happens in the middle. Should we talk about Sadie? And the weird stuff that goes on with oh, well, well let, or, can, or, can we can we okay so so Martin Sati is the designated pilot like he is the pilot. Um, uh, let let's as a brief aside, uh, Ashley. Before before we before I give you the floor, I just want to point out that Martin Sati uh, in in that um, the 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 we need to provoke a breeding response in these two kaiju who don't want to know anything about each other uh, or, or actually one of them fights the other one uh, even though the female is interested um, and so they go and in the helicopter 
basically he bounces it off the kaiju. <laughs> I was really confused by that whole sequence. That is no that is sense. yeah, like 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 uh, what? What a weird scene. That whole thing was. What yeah. is what is that helicopter made of? Also, that's I not think very that, good. That's not very good uh, animal uh, preservation. I'm like, you should be no, no, your not that either. On, on your I think that John Scalzi read read about cloacas and was like, this is from funny shit. Oh my god, the cloaca <laughs> joke. So you do get. So there are bits and pieces of this monster. It's like we know it has eyes, multiples of. Sort of. We know it has a cloaca. What is a cloaca? He's not going to tell you. I'll tell you what it is. It's the poop and sex hole uh, and the piss hole for birds and reptiles. And I don't think, I don't know if we one hole to- is plenty. Yes. So <laughs> and it has a moment where like they've got the kaiju, they're breeding and it flies and oh, and it literally is like, we saw the cloaca. It yeah, was oh, disgusting. No, no, no. The Did fully, you think it was the, going the to be described? You were wrong. <laughs> no, no. It, it, it's described Give me that cloaca kiss, Scalzi, goddammit. <laughs> it, it's described as tumescent and that's it. And it's this like, is the most okay. description you get of the kaiju. So I guess uh, in picture of cloaca, Google it if you need to. That's what that's what you get. So I think it also has tentacles, maybe. Mm, uh, yeah, that, no, it, that, it does. That one it does. does have, yes, that one yeah. does. Yeah, that, yeah that's does. the one that's described. Uh, so uh, actually, it's described as that's the one that's described as HP Lovecraft's panic attack, and then it says to describe it as a tentacle would be like insufficient or something. So it doesn't even say what it is. Then what is it? Says it? That it's not. What is it? What is it? What is it? If it's not a tentacle, what the fuck is it supposed to be? I don't. I don't know. Well, I think I think the, the issue here. The issue here is <laughs> that. Yes. Uh, the issue here is that um, Scalzi's trying to do, he's trying to have it both ways, right? He, he's also doing the annoying thing that uh, that uh, a lot of nerds now do where it's like, oh, Cthulhu's, is a Cthulhu a kaiju? Um, and he's sort no. of looping. No, he's not. Um, he's like a guy. He's a big guy. I mean, <laughs> he's, 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 he's technically the high priest of he's the He's a big guy. It's his birthday. You don't want to mess with a big guy on his yeah. birthday. Yeah, I'm just a little, I'm just a big guy. It's my birthday. I mean, maybe he's a little guy for like the like you know the elder one, the elder gods or whatever. So I don't know. I mean, but but what he's trying to do is do the the Lovecraftian thing where you know oh you 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 don't know exactly you know it's it's unnameable or cyclopean or whatever. So I'm gonna assume that uh, these kaiju are Italian. Is what I'm gonna have to do. This is something like ah, I'm walking here. <laughs> I mean, I'm one, flying is, one is named Bella, so like you know, what are you gonna do? well, the other one's named Edward because, yeah. of course, uh, everything's a fucking oh, fuck. reference here too. Oh fuck! By because the way, okay, uh, oh, go ahead, Carlo, Carlo, Carlo. This is my least favorite thing. Is your where least, your you least. want you want to comment on so you want a joke, right? Like you want it to be like, oh, it's funny that they're named Edward and Bella. So you have the characters already have made the joke. And the point of view character just observes the joke because, like, mm-hmm. like the joke is already named. They're already named Edward and Bella, right? They're not yes. named Edward and Bella in the point of the in in the course of the text. They've already been named that. So a mm-hmm. character is like, we call this one Edward, and we call this one Bella. And the point of view character Jamie is like, damn, that's hilarious. Yes, I hope <laughs> people realize like how little we've talked about the characters once we've like. Basically, there's nothing to say. There's nothing. There's nothing. They're all all John Scalzi and they all sound like John Scalzi. They do. And it doesn't matter if one's from New Zealand, one's from Ireland, one's (laughs) one's gay. They all sound the same. Well, okay, we'll talk about sounding the same. Yes, yes. This is. I think I think this is this is where we could probably do a a Martin Satie. 
little little feature. Right? Audio because- book. How to explain? How to explain this? I you know I I almost feel like we should try to insert like ten seconds of audio from when I- <laughs> trying to read this character. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I wish. Yeah, I wish we could do that. Um, yeah, because it's so. So uh, th- this was the most. Um, I, I have to say that because I was listening to the audiobook, because I was listening to Will Wheaton narrate this, I I didn't in you know like initially like I thought to myself, well, Sati, yeah, okay, that that sounds. But why is Sati the only character that Will Wheaton gives an accent yes. to? And it's a very and confusing. It's a, yeah, because I remember asking you i was like do you think he'll do accents because there's a bunch of like foreign characters in this like non-american characters and you were like no except for this one character and you said <laughs> yes well, I want, well and you were like this character has like what sounds like an indian accent and i assumed it was because i believe one of the like kind of the four main named ones i believe one of them is indian so i was like oh that's weird it was just that one but then it got weirder once we kind of started working through it. <laughs> we 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 did we did like some 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 gum <laughs> some gumshoe <laughs> investigation because know. Ashley, you found out that Martin Sati, who is the character given a an Indian accent or a it's kind of like it's Indian, kind of like yeah, it's kind of like Indian Yakov Smirnoff. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and, and when you when you looked it up, Ashley, he's from. Quebec, right? Yes, and like <laughs> so I think he's Canadian. What I think happened is that um I think because I think it was because what I did was I looked up the last name spelled I think like S A T I, which is an Indian surname, I think, or a Hindu surname. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I thought this character and I remember going back and thinking, I thought this character was from Quebec. And I went back and I realized it was spelled S A T i.e. which is a french last name and i was like and it says specifically <laughs> he's from quebec and i was like today like what happened it's so here? weird it's his he, he kind of sounds i don't know what to describe it like it's like it's it's like it's like a combination of joe pesci in my cousin Vinny <laughs> and like a stereotypical indian accent and a little bit of yakov Smirnoff. and like i i'm, I'm not gonna attempt it like Heaven forfend, I would attempt it. And it, I haven't heard it, so I'm weird. fascinated. Because at first I was like, is, I, Carl, I remember Carl telling me, and I was like, is he like, re- like is do Quebec accents sound? And I was like, I, it's been a while <laughs> since I've heard someone from Quebec. And I like, so I went on YouTube and was like, do Quebec people, what do Quebec people sound like? Like, like oh, they sound like just like kind of like French people. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm like, that doesn't seem like a, a thing you would confuse. What happened here? Just something weird happened here. I guess he will wait and just didn't know how to do a, 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 a I- Quebec accent. Th- yeah, I know. This, this gave me some sympathy for Will Wheaton, honestly, because like he's trying. He's really trying with like like with this book to make but why, it feel. Why only this character? That was so weird. I mean, I'm glad it wasn't like all of them because it would have been very offensive. Very that would have been very bad. It would have been extremely bad. That would have been extremely. <laughs> hey, bad. Jamie, what you gonna do? Huh? Well, to be fair, <laughs> some of them would have been just kind of tacky. Like there was somebody that has it would probably sound like a. Well, I think they're supposed to be Maori, but I had assumed they just sound like New Zealand or mm-hmm, whatever right. you say that. And then like there's an Irish person which. Probably isn't good to go top you're, of the morning. Ashley, you're Yeah, yeah. They're always after me, lucky charms. Yeah, I was. The they are. So, yeah, that was that was really funny to find out. Yeah, we were working through it. Because, again, I thought you were talking about, like, the actual, like, Indian nationality character. And I was like, okay, that's weird. And then I was like, oh, no, it's a Quebec person. Like, Apurna is... 
is one of like like yeah there that's the thing that there's no um it's just the names yeah, and you're so supposed I'm to sort of not- guess what their nationality and or and yeah. or ethnicity is and it's very confusing you know? again, it's just again like, none of these characters have a unique voice or a description or anything to go on. i don't know anyone's very hair color i it's don't know their skin like, color i don't know like how tall like they are or how big they're they are. The kaiju- i have no idea the Kaiju Captain Planet uh, team. Jesus Christ. Well, what's what, what's interesting about it is like even apart from like this is a book almost entirely without internality, right? Like Nothing. it's not even just it's not even just that we don't know what they look like. We don't know what impression they make on the the protagonist. It's not like like is this person threatening? Are they kind? Do you feel comfortable around them? Do you feel like like the the only way that we know is that they later joke verbally about it and they're like like, like literally the only way that we know that the one character is like kind of prickly is they keep saying like oh like she's nice but if you screw up she'll throw you out of the helicopter and they say it yeah. over and over again yeah yeah, yeah. and like that's uh, how you know that, that, that she's prickly it doesn't come I, through in there in her character at all it's literally just like someone's like oh the thing you should have gotten from this section is that like she's She's nice, but also she's like demanding. But you don't get that from the from the dialogue or the writing or anything. It's literally just another character shows up and is like, "Damn! So did you have an experience with what's her name? Oh yeah, she'll throw you out of the helicopter if you screw up. Yes, yeah, she will. And that's and it. I, that's like that's what you get. I like you brought up futurity because I think it, again, like moving this to the plot. So you have all this time. They're kind of looking at Bella, like she lays eggs, and there's some other stuff going on. And you find out that. Part of the deal is they guess I get they like they get funding from all this different stuff. So people visit, including there's a reference to Trump's sons. They're not referred to by name. They're only referred to as large adult sons. And once you know it, the <laughs> asshole CEO comes and he now funds this thing. Mm-mm. This again, the security protocol. They're like, what about security protocol? The Trump people have none, which is true. And they're like, well, who would believe that? But it's like, sure, whatever. Well, I mean, they 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 don't they don't ever mention Trump by name. No, but it's a scathing well, critique thing, right? against him. Yeah. Well, that's like, is that the weird thing? Like, like, so, so I jotted down in my notes at one point, men in beige, because like, it's okay. So I assume that you two have seen men in black, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Men in black does an interesting satire of government secrecy, right? Where it's like, it's both slapdash and like kind of funny how like, it's like, it's both obvious, like, oh, there's aliens everywhere, but also they're very secret and it, it captures something about government secrecy. The, this group of people is not secret at all. They're just no. like, so you promise not to tell anybody about the giant monsters, right? Okay, good. That's that's fine. That's sufficient. And, right. and so, like, they 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 don't act like government people. They don't act like military people. And, and there's there's nothing there. It's like it, it it it's it's like if the first ten minutes of Men in Black never ended, and um, what's his name? Uh, uh, K never actually uh, uh, J rather uh, never actually shows up in the film. I, I forget his name. He's in the Fugitive. What the fuck is his name? He's a good actor. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, imagine if Tommy Lee Jones never showed up in Men in Black and it was just <laughs> like like the part where they, they're explaining to Will Smith about Men in Black just never ends. And that's the book. So like there's no, yeah, pretty much. There's wild. no secrecy. You want there's, to talk about, there's nothing. Yeah, you want to talk about secrecy? The part that made me like scream was that like we're skipping to the end, but they like are like, afterwards we all got on our Discord, like our, our employee <laughs> Discord. Like, this is supposed to be like the highest level security clearance. So you're like, we're gonna get on Discord. <laughs> 
So, by the way, so, Discord so is not secure. If you're doing anything that you want yeah, not yeah. read by people, don't do it on well, Discord. We skipped something, by the way, which is yes. one of two action scenes in the entire book. Which is they they go to observe the 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 post mating, like the you know the egg laying of Bella, um, and one of the characters like gets cocky and like gets attacked by the the quote unquote parasites, which are not parasites, and, which are not parasites, nope. and Jamie gets like saves them by shooting like a pheromone bomb into the face of one of the parasites. And it's not it's not a long action sequence, but it is the first thing that happens in the book, I would yes. say. And it's about chapter 15 of like 27. So there's so many times book. I'm like, is this gonna be the conflict? And it's like no. And I'm like, oh okay, never mind. <laughs> so 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 something does happen though. Like there is a little bit of conflict. And it, it, the, the the entire next chapter is a party where they reiterate the conflict <laughs> over and over again and give them all medals this is for sad, having yeah. been through the conflict. And it's so weird. It's the closest it's like, I feel like to a like what I would say is a traditional like escapism like self insert yeah. like book. I was like, but it's so it sucks how it's written. I'm like, this isn't fun. <laughs> Imagine. Okay, so you know the. You know the medal ceremony at the end of Star Wars A New Hope? Yeah, what if it sucked? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what, well, not, not just what if it sucked. What if it happened three times in the movie? <laughs> and they told one you of, what like, they did. Like, yeah, exactly. Like 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 every 30 minutes. And, and, yeah, and, and they recapped what they just did. It's so strange. It's so weird. And then, so then after, so again, backing up, he gives the CEO a tour and he's like, I'm sorry, Jamie. I was an asshole. Cause I think that was part of it too, is he got like, he was the one kind of going on stuff and he goes back and then, uh Oh, Bella is kidnapped. And then like, um, some of the KPS people, they get killed by like, uh, like, uh, and it's like, there's no interiority. That's when the interiority is so bad because it's like, yes, the Jamie has no reaction to the fact like, you're given an impression like Tom is a friend. Tom really did a solid. Tom's the good guy. And then it's like, is anyone sad about this? There is no grief. There is nothing. Yeah. I think it's Yes, like, I wrote this down too. It was I, so I, I said jarring. They may as well have watched the video of Tom dying, get, get, getting killed by mysterious soldiers and saying, well, that happened. <laughs> like they all but say, yeah. well, that happened after watching it. Yeah, there's, there's well, nothing. So, it's so weird. So, so I'm not sure that we've, I, I know that we mentioned the CEO, but, uh, I, I want to make sure because I, I don't remember. Thank if you, we Carlo, mentioned. by the way, it's, the, I can tell the, that I can tell that you're more sober than us. <laughs> <laughs> the CEO that, uh, shows up is none other than, uh, Bernie is Sanders Ro- is Bernie Sanders is, uh, in, 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 in no an odd kaiju. coincidence. <laughs> no more kaiju. <laughs> It's 1% of 2% of 59% of the kaiju. <laughs> the kaiju, the it's kaiju of the are actinites. the 1%, the the apex predator of this earth. Um, no, he anyway. would be like, because the kaiju are only accessible to rich people. He'd be like, kaiju for all. Yeah, um, but 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 it is, it, I do find it very strange that the, the CEO's name is uh, uh, Rob Sanders, which, you know, you could... Uh, you know, you could say Bob Sanders and, uh, well, you know, uh, we're, become, case, we're becoming, uh, true. true we uh, we also, no, we also, <laughs> we also have no, because Sati tells him, uh, in a line of dialogue that, uh, the, the, the alternate earth is a socialist paradise. 
that it's is not, it's not at all. It is. It is, is not. But, but what I'm, but what I'm saying is that it's it's a line that you'd think, huh? Why is he called? Why is he saying that to someone named Sanders? Oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the 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 point is that it is Rob Sanders, the same uh, CEO that fired Jamie at the beginning of the novel, who has come back, and uh, he is actually like a. He's sort of like a, you know, a trust fund kid or whatever. You know, his dad was super rich, had uh, a bunch of security contracts with the gov- the U.S. government. And uh, so he now gets, you know, sort of like a, a dibs to, you know, tour the, the, the KPS sites, right? The, the bases. And it turns out that, um, you know, he's got like this completely convoluted plan it's to, so dumb. It's like whatever. Uh, to, to somehow, uh, you know, like make a bunch of money with uh, military contracts. Um, his, his, by- his, his plan is to steal. So because the kaiju grow natural, mil- natural nuclear reactors, his plan is to steal the kaiju or steal their DNA to grow organic nuclear reactors. I assure you. Just make your own, right? Some- you could just make a nuclear reactor. You don't need to go to another dimension. It is definitely not less expensive to go to another dimension, <laughs> right? To get a nuclear reactor. It's so well. Also, it's revealed that the kaiju, um, they're very sensitive to like any sort of disruption of like themselves. So, like, the, well, like no, the- no, the they're they're parasites. Oh the god, parasites. which 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 okay. Let's let's do a little parent a little parent. Yes, please, here. for love of God, uh, Ashley. So uh, I think you and I have gone back and forth, and 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 we've we've mentioned that they're n- they're not parasites. That's not the function that is being described here, because basically the I think the they even things- reference that in the book of being like, well, they're not really parasites, but that's what we're gonna call them. Like that's not what a biologist would say. Yeah, exactly. So, so basically, yeah, they, they, they sort of have a symbiotic relationship. They help the kaijus sort of regulate certain things. And I believe what, uh, you know, our, our great science, uh, writer, John Scalzi was trying to say is that they are a part of sort of like a microbiome, uh, although, you know, kaiju sized right uh something that you know like we have a bunch of bacteria and weird shit in our guts and you know different areas of the body that help certain things happen right uh they they help regulate certain other things as well so i mean uh this is basically and and this is such a a funny it's such a a dad joke layup because Remember we were we were joking around and I was like, yeah, you know, you say, well, yeah, it's like a microbiome, yeah, but they're big, yeah, I can see them. Is there's nothing micro about them? Okay, okay, macrobiome, then fine, fine, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, 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 but by by the way, that that's such a that's such an interesting concept that is completely absolutely ignored. It, it been, just completely yeah. ignored. A, like like any other sci-fi story, the idea of a big creature that was itself like a like a microbiome, what you would do something with. You would do, it's mm-hmm. a, whether on a like a, a thematic level or something People like, do. Just, People do. It's yeah. not like an unknown The thing that gets me is just I don't know. It's just I forgot what I was gonna say. Just the lack of wonder or like thought into so much, so much of this. Yeah, is it's so it's, present. it's saying a concept and being like, isn't that cool? Okay, moving on. I was gonna add to the parasite <laughs> thing is that I yeah actually I want to talk a little bit about language. One, the parasite. I'm like, there's a word that exists for those things. They're like 
mutualist or symbi- symbiotes or something. Like, there's so many words you could have picked. You didn't need to do parasite. Stupid. But also, mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, shit, I just forgot. Oh, I was thinking, like, so you may be like, okay, you want to do all these concepts, but that's not very approachable. And I was thinking of, okay, so we can't do this big, lush language. How could we do it with maybe sparse sound language? And you know what I was thinking of? is what I thought was a good response to this and still, like, has that kind of, I guess, for lack of, let's say awe in the idea of just, like, that, like, Old Testament awe. Like, I don't mean, like, in an awe, like, in a, a good thing, but just in, like, that kind of, like, terrible big thing, is I was listening to a video of um, soldiers who had witnessed, who had been part of, like, a really horrific, like, uh, military experiment, basically, to see, like, what does radiation do to people. So they were actually at the sites of, like, nuclear testing, and they have recorded, there's people that have interviewed these people and asked them, what was it like to be at a testing thing? And these people, like, they're soldiers. They're not, like, sitting there and being, like, they're not, like, writing a love, they're not speaking, like, in Lovecraft. Being like, oh, the fucking, the shapes and the the algorithms or whatever, <laughs> the, the angles. But the their language, even if it's very, like, you know, approachable, is still does such a good job capturing, like, the horror of, like, what this was like. They're like... Yeah, this nuclear and like there's actual fucking nuclear explosions in this, but they're so boring. It's like you still could have made like a really compelling scene with very approachable language, like because they're like, yes, when it exploded, they're like, we could see through our hands and we saw the bones and people were crying for their mother and falling, and like you had your eyes closed, but it didn't matter. And you could have easily like gone. So like, if anyone's like, well, it's like a, it's like you're talking all the science, but like it's a approachable book. I'm like, there are ways to do this stuff in very accessible language that still capture that kind of incredible like thing that would be compelling to read and like observe. And so like, so yeah, if you want to like, if you want to know about like the, what, what nuclear explosion would be like, uh, listen to those like people's uh, testimony, I guess. So, so one of the things that this book completely misses out on is, is that, okay, like science, uh, you know, I do fucking love science. I'll put it out same, there. I'm same, a, I'm a sure. big, I'm a big dork. I like science. Yeah. Like I, I like it. It's, it has a sense of awe, but science in the abstract, the concept of nuclear fission in the abstract, we can experience with an intellectual awe. But as humans, on the individual level, we experience this at an utterly prosaic level, right? Okay, okay. Imagine that you took a bus stop, right? And you and you built it out of plutonium and you went to this bus stop to catch your to catch your bus. You'd be fine for a couple of hours and then you would fucking die, right? That's that to me is a fundamentally strange, weird gothic concept. Like a a, a what appears to be a mundane activity. Much like a lot of this book is mundane activities, going to parties, you know, telling jokes about your workplace, but but it has it takes on a, a strange or an uncanny, if you will, character because of the implications on a science fictional level, right? Like w- one of my favorite bits of science lore is uh, the Demon Core. Yeah, which, which, we love Demon yeah, Core, right? right? Which which is two metallic halves of uranium. I think it was uranium. Um, and they, 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 they did, uh, I think it was, um, I forget his first name. Slotkin, uh, was a scientist at, um, 
wasn't Lawrence Livermore. Um, I totally forget. I'm the, pulling the, it up. The name. Uh, Demon Core was made of plutonium, and it thank was you. at the Los Alamos uh, laboratory. Los Alamos, thank yeah. you. Yes, and and so they did this experiment called chasing. The, I think it was called tickling the dragon's tail, where they would take a, a screwdriver and put it between the two halves <laughs> of of plutonium, and they would wiggle it around and measure the resulting radiation. If these two halves of your of plutonium touched, it would become prompt critical and release an enormous amount of radiation, but it's an utterly mundane activity. You're taking a screwdriver and wiggling two things around and uh, Slotkin fucked up and they touched each other and he got a lethal dose of radiation and died in agony over the course of several weeks. This to me is a fundamentally strange, uncanny, gothic concept. It is just wiggling two pieces of metal together and suddenly you're fucked. Well, it's wild because you look at the, like, there'll be like dramatic, like reenactments of it. And it's like, you suddenly see all these people like in an office, like dicking around. And all of a sudden they're like, it's just like, you don't really understand what happened, but all of a sudden everyone's freaking out because they know um, they're they're dead. And you're like, well, I, it didn't well, look like anything happened. That's also what, – what's – I forget which movie it is that – Fat has Man John, and Little Boy John, with John Cusack. Yes. John Cusack. Yes. And, 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 and it's amazing. He, he, it's a great scene. It's it's a it's a great scene because when he turns around, like they they do all he does all the calculations on like a chalkboard, and like he sort of like slowly basically tells uh, you know certain people that yeah you're you, you didn't get you didn't get the full you know uh, yeah. full dose or whatever everyone's gonna and, be and, fine except for me and I'm then dead. he's yeah like like basically you see his face just like completely go like just sag as he you know finishes up the yes. last calculations and realizes it he's the one that's definitely gonna die but he's, really but he's fine at the moment that's the thing it's uncanny mm-hmm. because he's fine at the moment he looks fine he feels fine but he is essentially doomed by mm-hmm. science and that is what is missing from this book is is it it mentions the science but it has nothing of the uncanniness of the strangeness of this 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 thing that's bigger than us that can that can throw us around like little rag dolls. Um, was, and it's uh, what completely was the, missed. What was the name? Uh, Chasing the dragon's tail. Is that uh, tickling? Tickling the dragon. Tickling tail. the dragon. That in and of itself is more descriptive and more poetic than yeah. anything in this. I in also this book. I also want to add. Um, I think that's a great example too of like how f- like fucking weird and sometimes like just dumb jackass shit scientists are up to and i can tell you as someone that knows i've never done field work or at least not extended period of times but i know people have done field work those people are so weird and so much weird sometimes bad stuff sometimes like hilarious jackass stuff goes on people that would study kaiju in an alternative earth they would be fucking like talk to anybody like it's from antarctica those people are fucking weird you yeah. to do this work, you have mm-hmm. to be weird. And that would be like, if I were to rewrite this book, that's what I'd be looking for is like, who are the people that would do yeah, this kind of work? Yeah. They're fucking weird. And they're going to have really like the rituals they do are like, so like office stuff. And I'm like, no, they're going to do like weird, gross stuff. There's going to be some stuff like, honestly, like, and also like they, I know it's escapism. So maybe that's not, I don't necessarily want scholars to do that. But like the reality is a lot of field work is. There's a lot of shit bags, a lot of bad stuff happens on these too, especially if you're no, you, you know, are I, a minority or if you're like a woman. Oh boy, there's lots of horror I, stories there. I do want Scalzi to do something with that because like the like like part of it is I think you're exactly right, Ashley. Like the people who do this are interesting and weird. Like you exactly. have to be committed and strange. And Scalzi's idea is like, what if everyone who did this work was super boring? And they were just like you. 
And it's almost like it's almost like a middle class version of like lattes and legends. Well, yeah, but because it's it's sort of like it. I've been I've been mulling this over because it is sort of like a like like it's the Pixar idea, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. What if everything was an office? What everything is an office job, right? And and they've turned like he's he's basically and and I think in one of the reviews somebody was saying like oh it you know it's the camaraderie of Parks and Rec is like no fuck that shit <laughs> that you are on a uh, like an entirely different dimension there's like you know creatures the size of mountains that you know will they're not trying to eat you directly but you know anything they do could possibly kill you at any moment also like just um, weird stuff happens all the time in the field and you have yes. to like adjust for it and make like we're, like there would be duct tape all over this place there'd be such weird fixes yeah. and like just like they're like like it's the pl- reality, like every place. Like that's one of the things that, like, not to go too far afield, but like Twitter, why like you start seeing it break down is like because they have a bunch of like ramshackle solutions they've put together, and it's like ah, it works for now, I guess. Well, we can't take it apart, so like, yeah, just leave it. That's the reality, and that well, would make such an interesting scene of what that looks like in this like yeah, setting. Is it funny, by the way, how it, it never comes up like who builds these camps? Like the the only person who seems like a worker is Jamie. Where they keep saying like, "Well, my job is to lift really. things," like like nobody else ever does, does anything but science. Nobody builds the camps. Like who who does all this Who's stuff? Who's anyway, janitor? What, 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 like what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Who does the mundane <laughs> stuff? But so so like I always think about the break room. It's somebody, at it's somebody. It's somebody invisible, Ashley. Uh, just like <laughs> well, everyone the else. Is, is in field work, it's usually the people doing the science. That's why they're fucking weird. Is that right. they they just they ha- they like oh, live in a fucking God. tent for months? You know, we didn't even talk about how like they have like a gig work app at at the other dimension <laughs> to do like yeah like, office chores. I, I can't even get into that. I, I'm just gonna breeze past that. <laughs> but, okay. Weird. Okay, okay, so like, so the CEO, so like this, these uh, the workers and Tom are gunned down. Oh no, it's so sad. And Bella's missing. What happened? And they're like, we have to get Bella back. So they're like, you get this the fucking lawness. Like, I think this is probably one of the worst sections is when they're trying to explain. Like, they're like, we have to get Bella back because she's gonna explode because Earth is different. Question mark. Also, they're like, but it'll be okay if she explodes actually because she's in. Also, like Skulls is like it's northern Canada. It doesn't matter. And I'm like, uh, people live in fucking northern Canada, but whatever. Uh, like indigenous they, people. They do say ten. Of, it's it's going to kill ten thousand people if they. Uh, I think they said yeah, it's going to go to like oh, where is it? Like somewhere in Labrador. The Labrador. Uh, yeah, yes. Labrador. Yeah, they're like, yeah. oh no, it's going to like go to Halifax or, or something. I don't know. Uh, or 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 alternate alternately, uh, she could fly and explode over. I think it was Goose Bay or something. Yeah, like that. something anyway. like that. I don't know. There's a lot. There there. Like so, they're like we have. Uh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is occurring to me. They, they, they cross over in Greenland. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. quite far from Halifax. Well, they, <laughs> they are, they are. Um, the no, I, I believe the bases. Yeah, the bases themselves are uh, like Tanaka and uh, Honda base or whatever are in in like Canada. Yeah, oh, no, they, they? they initially oh, okay. go yeah. in in Greenland, but I think when they uh, they are because that's that's in where Canada. the yeah that's where the portal is. It's not you know the 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 permanent portal is there, and it's not in Canada. And then when they go uh, back, they they're still in Canada, um, which they do by hitting. How did they do that? I don't remember because I I didn't get I, I was skimming. I forgot that part. It was stupid. It's like it, they, uh, hitting, they, hitting they the did, rods they did. together, right? Well, they they did. Yeah, they 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 did uh, uranium Captain Planet power. 
Which is why you they do have uranium rods. You, you slap yeah. them together. That's fine. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. So, um, oh, oh, so, so what, what it turns out is that um, there is this mercenary organization called Ten- Tensorial. I believe. Uh, well, no, that's no. that's that's uh, Sanders's Sanders. yeah. uh, family. No, 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 but but they they build this like this like um, portable gateway, the transdimensional portal, which is from Doom. I'm gonna tell you that you're gonna get sued. <laughs> even though I'm like, what else the fuck do you call it? Like the reason Doom that uses because it's the, like yeah, that's what you this, fucking call it. Like duh. Yeah, and, and like, did it need to be Doom Eternal? Also, like, well, like, it, it, it needs, have to it be needs the to most be... recent Doom. Like, couldn't you yes, have been like yes. Doom instead of being like it's from 2015's Doom Eternal, starring? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that, that was because Scalzi was looking at his uh, at what was on his Switch right then. <laughs> um. So yeah. So so they come up with this like weird portal thing based on these barrels that that filled with capacitors and and so yeah the 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 kps team like holds up bits of fissile material and that crosses lets them cross over something something well it's also that bella like uh roared and unleashed like a a big you know godzilla being the cur- yeah the curtain between the worlds is thin they do some friendship to get over there or whatever <laughs> oh, oh can there i go. can i read my favorite line of go. this book okay i'm going to i it's going to take me a second to get the kindle so if you want to continue i will i will i will let you know when i get anyway go. yeah so so the 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 big thing is that they they need to get bella back because uh the the temperature is too cold for the parasites uh, to survive and regulate her uh, internal uh, nuclear reactor. With air. With air, by the way, which does not work. Does not work. Nuclear reactors uh, are in water for a reason. But but yes, but but the the point being that um, it's going to reach critical mass at some point and she's going to explode, right? Um, And so, uh, you know, like, Long story short, it's it's a long convoluted uh, series of action set pieces, kind of then, action, quasi action. Yeah, say. but but none of it feels very like you you're 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 positive that nothing bad is going to happen. No, yeah, um, yeah. It's also, very found, it doesn't feel I very. It. De- I gotta read it tense. right before they go for crossover. Um. Uh, great, I said, and closed the fuel pellets in my hand, like you do. Uh, fist, fist bump, everyone. Uh, it would have been really funny if they fist bump and it exploded. I don't think that's possible, but it would have been funny. Uh, Karagi grinned and leaned in. Love you, kaiju nerds, Aparna said, both paraphrasing oh, the movie, pitch perfect, and putting out her fist. I was pleased to have caught the reference. <laughs> So so yeah, so there's a pitch perfect reference that is obviously mentioned and then I on top pleased. of that there's that is that is in fact that is, that feels like a reference to the fucking Captain America going I got the, that reference but it's not even phrased that way it's phrased it feels like there's parts of this book that feel like the AI like an AI wrote it and like I was pleased to have caught the reference why would you phrase it that way I don't understand it's yeah it's so it, weird. that's that's interesting right because like it, it suggests like that uh, again okay this is a little bit gendered. But I'm going to say that more women than men like Pitch Perfect, yes, right? Yes, that's fair. Yeah. And I'm going to say that that makes more sense in the context of Jamie being a man. 
being like, oh, like this is a reference I might not have gotten. We're gonna grab the- no other no <laughs> other reference in the entire book is Jamie like, oh, I was happy that yeah, I got that Yeah, it's very reference. weird. It's very weird that he was mm-hmm. like, it's yeah. like I it didn't like lampshade its reference like like that anywhere else. I was like, that's really weird. I don't know why. They Everyone looks at the looks at the book camera and is like, <laughs> yeah. that was a reference. <laughs> oh, but yeah, back so that's they crossed over. There's some shenanigans. Eventually, they like. I don't even fucking know what they were doing, to be quite honest. They, like, had to get, like, a USB. They specifically were like, we need a USB-C out, like, port, like, like four times in this book. And I'm like, why so specific? Okay, okay. I can explain that. The first USB-C is because um, Tom, the the good boss, records himself dying to explain what's going on and he captures the soldiers and they need a USB-C to charge his phone it's gonna be me to watch this the video book. he took of his death. That, that's so the first sees. one. Yes. The second one is that um, the bad bad Bernie, the bad Mr. Sanders, um, has a USB key that allows the dimensional gate to turn on and they need his sure. key to turn on the, the gate to send Bella back that's the other i've just never seen usb mentioned more in a book and yes again there's so many spots where it's like i have to specifically tell you what type of this thing like again it's anticipating like those nerds in the fucking simpsons thing where they're talking to like lucy law lucy lawless and they're like (laughs) i hope somebody got fired for that one right and so like and then they're like there's this whole thing where they're like running i have to like okay so another part that like like this is what i was like obsessed with right before the episode started was like he's running and also like these people have guns, but like the the bad Sanders, which is very funny to imagine Bernie Sanders with a shotgun. I'm not gonna lie, but like what I'm like, I'm not a gun nerd, but I know enough to be like one. Why does he have a shotgun when everyone else has like ARs? It's like a military like style setup. That's very weird to have a shotgun because it's short range. And anyway, whatever. But then also like so like Jamie's running from his boss, and he's like also there's this whole weird like terrible monologue scene because of course there is anyway. So they they're they're running running because of course there is yeah oh good god <laughs> it's so stupid they even reference like you're monologuing and it's like oh my god oh god it's multiple times yeah they it's, like three it's, times. it's not even once it's like yeah they're just like I. Scalzi's like, oh, I need fucking like, I need like another thousand words for this before I can send it to Torna. It's not just, it's not just like you're monologuing, which is already okay. So like the Venture Brothers did that joke multiple times, and it was it's very obvious there's a reference to. This well, is the like, Incredibles seen, as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, that's what I was gonna say. And uh, this, this has to say, oh, I've seen the Incredibles. I'm not gonna monologue. It's like you could have just said, I'm not gonna mo-. like. People would get that shit. Like. We've all seen the Incredibles. You don't need to be like, uh, hold on a second. Excuse me. We've all you seen everything. We know what everything is. We were pleased to get to understand that reference. We were pleased to get the reference. <laughs> but also like, so like Jamie's running and there's a part where he's like, um, he specifically says, I was, I felt like the buckshot, like kind of like, like hit my shoulder and it's kind of bounced off. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. So, like, for, you know, the listeners don't know, like, shotguns, you can do multiple types of, like, ammo. There's, like, bird shot, which is used mostly for, like, birds and, like, clay shooting and stuff. It's, like, basically little little round balls. They can kill you if they're close, but they they have a lot less power, especially if you're fired out. Buckshot is bigger balls, which, as you might guess, are used to kill large animals, like deer and boar. And I've seen this. Like, they can kill them. And then there's a slug, which is basically, like, a big bullet that's, like, yeah, just fucking puts a hole in whatever. And so, like, Jamie's running, and you could argue, like, maybe he's far enough away. I know. I still don't think well, there's I mean- any reality where a buckshot, like, bounces off of you, and you're like, ow, like, it's a BB. I'm like, I think that's going <laughs> in me regardless. Or it's not, because as you get far away, the range. So, so Ashley, um, 
not i mean you're you're absolutely right and and yes like be i think it it all of this suffers from the fact that because Scalzi cannot fucking describe anything he doesn't block the action exactly. in this that's what i was getting in to in any way shape or form right but he he gen- like right before uh Jamie feels the buckshot uh he he inserts a sentence as like uh Sanders was far enough away that blah 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 that it, you know like all I did was feel the buckshot you know and kept running or something like that so it's like so what's what's the fucking point of talking about getting shot by buckshot Again, if you're gonna deflate the tension exactly before before the buckshot is even mentioned what well that's that, is this is that's all about the thing. That's the thing is that nothing can happen in this book. Nobody can be injured. Nobody can change in any way because this is a feel-good book. Okay, okay, okay. But not like in a good I, way. I want to talk about this, by the way. Um, you could easily dismiss any of our criticisms of this book by being like, well, it's meant to be fun. It's meant to be fun. Why isn't it you fun, know, then? It's meant to be an easy, fun read, which is which is fair. <laughs> no. It's, but no, no, no. I, I, I'm going to say it's it's fair. This is meant to be an easy, fun read. but But- by which you mean it sucks, to be frankly. Like <laughs> to be to be frank, like it's not well written. The prose oh, no. is bad. There are no stakes. Well, there, there's, there's barely there's barely prose. Yeah, yeah there, there's just there's just not any prose. Um, the characters are not well realized. If you want to say this is soothing room temperature oatmeal that I ate and I was like, mmm, room temperature, then yes, <laughs> on that level it does succeed. On every other level. It is a problem, all the things that we are mentioning. And one of the big ones is that, again, somebody is being shot with a gun and nothing happens to them. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I was fine. It's it's not even like, like, like imagine the scene if Jamie gets injured and has to struggle to finish. Well, I think he but does that would get, be too much. He does get injured, he, but it's like weirdly described like, I my ankle hurt. I don't think I twisted my ankle. But it doesn't it doesn't even say I twisted my, my ankle. And I'm like, why didn't you just get your ankle <laughs> shot? The reason I brought it up is because I'm a nerd and insufferable, but also like I think it shows why that dialogue heavy stuff was so problematic because if okay, so he's being shot from far away, but like they're having like a full ass conversation. And to be, like, safe from a shotgun, you'd have to be, like, almost a football length field away from someone. And I don't know if you've ever tried to talk to somebody from, like, almost a football field, like, 100 yards away. It's not going to be very – you're going to be like, what? What? Have have either one of you seen the the recent Shazam movie? No. No. (laughs) Okay. So, honestly, honestly, I really, really think it's a – Good I've heard it's a decent movie. It, it, I heard it's a decent movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's got a, a couple of good gags, and one of the gags is precisely what you're you're describing, mm. Ashley. Is the fact that um, the the villain is floating like like basically like three hundred feet away in the air, right? Like at at, at the at at the rooftop of skyscraper level. Uh, you know, sort of uh, height, right? And he's sort of monologuing and and. It cuts to uh, Shazam floating, you know, at, at his distance away, just sort of like, sort of like squinting and trying to tilt his head to see if he hears anything. That could have been a joke in the book. It could have been like it's it's honestly like yeah yeah that that could have been a great. But that would joke. have to give, sorry, you would have to have some like description of like I tried to listen to him. He was far away. Um, 
Yeah. And then the book ends, like, the bad guy gets, he doesn't get eaten by, like, the kaiju, which would have been kind of cool, right? Um, I think this is the only time I get a sense of how big the kaiju is, because I think he describes, like, Bella is, also, he's like, Bella looked at me, she was sad, and I'm like, it was she? That was weird. That was very yeah. weird. It was like the one, it was like the weird one time it was like, these are creatures we're trying to preserve and have empathy with, which is not a thing that happens anywhere else in the book. And I think it's described <laughs> as like, Bella's like a hundred. The, no, the noble, the noble kaiju. And I think it's described Bella is like a hundred meters tall. And I was like, oh, thank God. Finally, a description of how fucking big something is. Thank God. Yeah. There's, there's a mention of like Bella's head being as big as, as a suburban home. Yeah. This is like mm-hmm. literally like, it's like, oh, cool. It's like, the it's like. There's five percent left in my book. And I finally know how big this fucking thing is. Cool, whatever. Yeah, and then uh, Bernie Sanders, um, you know, he gets betrayed <laughs> by the liberals. Um, you know, <laughs> so the, the Sanders, the bad CEO, he gets like eaten by a parasite. Um, do you want to know what these Off parasites? Screen. Yeah, do you know what, what these parasites look like? I don't. That that annoyed me so much. I was like, are they like a bug? I just kind of imagined it was like a big bug. I again, I did the Cloverfield. I imagined what those mm-hmm. the bugs in the Cloverfield thing looked like, and I was like, I guess that's it. I like, don't know. like they they all look like zerglings. Basically, yeah. I was pleased. Yeah, I, I, I mean, was pleased I, to get the reference. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I, again, like so much. Of, this book is just leaning on stuff you've seen already. Like it's like it's it's a it's a giant monster parasite. What do you think that looks like? Whatever that looks like, that's what that that that's correct. You're right. You're valid. Whatever you're imagining is what's correct. You need to have seen everyone's uh, Kurt. Everyone's imagination is valid. Okay. Well, it's it's not just everyone's imagination is valid. <laughs> no, it's like it's just like just... what have you seen from Hollywood films? Okay, you've seen. Have you seen Cloverfield? Probably, maybe. If not, have you seen the trailer? Okay, it's it's that thing. Yeah, I'm I'm just being glib. Here oh yeah. Because also also uh, let me let me point out. One of the things that stood out to me, because I'm a glutton for punishment, <laughs> I really listened to the audiobook prior to coming on uh, t- today, even though I'd already listened to it. <laughs> Mainly so it would, it, because I'll, I'll tell you this, the the contents of the audiobook slid out of my ear in the week that <laughs> that 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 you know between then and now and i had to listen to it again god damn it why would you do um, that i'm so well, excited by the way to, to to talk about the end of the audiobook oh oh for sure okay but yeah I- let me let me point out let me point out one inconsistency we're told that bella will explode where i mean uh, uh, Granted, Kurt, yes, all these all these rules, uh, they they suck. They're not scientific, but these are rules that he has established, right? So how come when Godzilla showed up, the the real one in 1951, uh, basically he died and uh, got stuck in some Japanese shipping lanes? How come there wasn't uh, some? They don't even mention that there's a big explosion or anything like that. So I okay, I will I will take Scalzi's defense one point five percent in this mm-hmm. instance and say he doesn't say that they always. Explode I think that's the thing die. they don't always do. Yeah, uh, okay. but it's used his, in this because it's exciting. Yeah, yes. one of his points was like, uh, so th- there is again, there's an interesting idea that isn't explored at all. Um, that like the kaiju aren't necessarily the final form of all kaiju type creatures. That they're 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 what the kaiju become when they reach 
like super critical uh, essentially then they become this giant kaiju um and if they can no longer regulate their temperature then they turn into a nuclear bomb wouldn't happen again to be clear it would be a steam explosion if anything um but but that it, the, the reason that bella is going to explode is because the parasites are abandoning her because it's too cold and so it's unclear if that's what happened to Godzilla. Also, Godzilla mm. is immersed in water, and so yes. presumably wouldn't uh, run in. Again, I have to emphasize, if a nuclear reactor gets too hot, it doesn't blow up as a nuclear bomb. It blows up as a steam explosion, which is essentially what Scalzi is describing. He just mm-hmm. didn't do more than 10 minutes. Well, that's research. why I think they don't call it... They don't call it when a, a nuclear plant like has problems. They don't call it a, a blow up. They're like it's a meltdown. It's a but, meltdown, right? Yeah. And it right. usually does have an explosion with it. But and, well, uh, but it's a steam but explosion. A steam one, yeah. And there's and there's there, there's actually a very strange material called corium, which is only formed by a nuclear reactor melting, and the core melts into um, this like weird slag. One one of which one example of which is called the elephant. I was going to say the elephant. Yeah. Yes. 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 Is is formed of corium, which is melted concrete and nuclear reactor housing, and you can't take a picture of it because the radiation from it overexposes the film. That's uncanny, uh, M- Mr. Scalzi. You could have read that and done something with that. It's anyway. so easy. It's so easy. Oh my God! Could you imagine if the kaiju are? sufficiently radioactive yeah that they so you can't photograph that'd be so cool on, you can't photo or you can't like would it mess up like video cameras well that could have been a know, good like, security could, thing it's like well they can't even bring back fucking footage because they're all f- it's all fucked up because they're all fucking alas, radiated alas yeah alas. there's so much cool well stuff. also also like it would have it would have uh like if they can't even like they for whatever reason i, I don't know I, i'm i'm just spitballing here because i don't i don't know that much science uh but but like for instance if it had like even affected video it would then also sort of like narratively support so you have to go have eyes on them Yes. You, know, you have to have people that would have been see great. them. Yeah, you can't send remote because stuff you in can't, because it won't work. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Uh, I mean, th- these are all like we're 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 sort of coming up with really weird ideas that that would have been much more interesting than whatever we got. So I don't know. Let, let let's talk about the 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 afterward. Did oh you, was gosh, that, was that in your was that in the audio book? That the the yes, it's also in the audio. Okay, okay. Oh, wait, 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 okay, okay, one second, one second. I didn't read the afterword. Can we talk about the end of the plot? Which oh, is, go for it. Which is that Jamie they returns home. They get on Discord. <laughs> Discord.com. Yes. So Jamie returns home, visits uh, Laertes, and who's the other roommate? Do you remember? Uh, I forget. Homosexual, too. Yeah, so, whatever. Yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> I can say that I'm so, gay. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, so, so, they ret- so, so Jamie returns home, and then at the end, um, do you remember the name of the the bad billionaire's assistant who's in the oh, beginning? Uh, Quinesha. Fuck, Can- Kanisha or something? Yeah, yeah something it, like that. it's yeah. it's it's something. It's like yeah, Kanisha Williams or some shit yeah. like that. It's it's so like a weird. She's she's delivering now for what uh, food mood, um, and at the end, it's Kanisha. I looked it up. Yeah, Kanisha. Thank you. Jamie gives Kanisha the magic, you know, the golden ticket, the business card that's like, oh, we're looking for, you know, Tom's replacement. You'd be good. What I want to underline about this is, is, again, it's this weird thing of like, 
Well, middle class people can't can't do retail jobs. That's terrible. They need to be rescued. It's it's like this weird like the the it, it's it, again. I wouldn't normally criticize the book for this, but the book has been praised for its like class consciousness, and it's like. No, it's this this weird thing of like, oh, well, you know, the solution to shitty retail jobs is that you get Willy Wonka's golden ticket and get the magic, you know, white collar job. Well, well, on top of that, and and this is really interesting because it, it, you know, we joked about it before, but, but what are, what are Kanisha's qualifications to take over Tom's job? You know, so, so it's just simply like, I I guess, I guess, yeah, like Jamie's as well. I mean, I guess the, 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 the only qualification is that you're sort of middle class, you know, like, like you, you, you worked in an office once and uh, that qualifies you to do this very sort of demanding uh, semi-scientific work. Again, it's, it's Willy Wonka. It's like, you get the golden ticket. Anybody can do this job, but you've been chosen. Mm-hmm. You're well, I mean, unique, Charlie. It's also it's also like uh do you remember in uh, Ghostbusters 2 uh where oh shit what is it is it Tully or Sully the the character that um Rick Moranis plays? Oh yes uh, yes yes. He where he's he's suddenly a lawyer and he was like an accountant. He was like a <laughs> CPA in the previous movie you're like what what is it it's the same type of logic, right? It's like, well, you know, he he could he could do CPA work, so he could be a lawyer too, right? He's like, um, yeah, it requires it, like a lot of studies. Also, yeah, I- it's 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 this weird thing. It's like it's like the ultimate the ultimate dream of the John Scalzi protagonist again is not to not to escape the mundanity of existence, but to like m- to make the fun fanta- the fantastical mundane. Like, what what if you would you could have a regular office job where you have you know the the annual holiday party but what if like you also got to see godzilla once or twice what if what if in uh what if the kaiju uh base was filled by the same stick figure people uh, the same smug stick figure people from the uh xkc cd <laughs> comics oh yes and oh, but by the way I, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt we didn't even mention the fact that uh, like a, a a plot point is like oh we'll like we'll pay your rent and if you have student loans it's we'll very weird it's very I guess very like strange. I was like well I guess this is escapism like well I guess that's fair if you're doing escapism I suppose <laughs> um it's a very middle class escapism yeah it's again very it weird. must it must be said okay tell me about the acknowledgement because I didn't read this fucking real, section real quick though before we do that I. So obviously we get no description of anyone's skin color or race so I'm only going off of my assumptions of the name uh, Kanisha reads is. Like a, a, an African, black. yeah, black, yeah, yeah. When I look it up, I'm like, that's who I mostly see. And I thought, I thought it was very weird. The book ends with her like being very apologetic because she knew that Jamie was going to get fired, and she's like so apologetic and like it just it felt really weird for me to read a character that was, as far as I could tell, coded as a black woman, being like, I'm so sorry, Jamie, oh, blah blah, and then they're like. Again, I don't. You can't know Jamie's ethnicity, but it's hard not to be like, "Is this probably a white person, right?" And be well, like, mm-hmm. "Oh, don't also worry. A part- Here's a job for you." It, it's just a weird ending to me. I didn't well, like the, it. The, there's a part earlier in the book that even like maybe implies that like Kenesha Williams is is like a single mom, maybe because it, they 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 make a point of yes. being like, "Oh, like." Can, well, you know, uh, uh, Jamie didn't hold it against Kenesha because she was supporting more than one person on her salary, and I was like, "That's a little weird." It's a bit of I mean, a weird it's, it's, to say. It's it's also very weird because 
it ends up being that Jamie is <laughs> supporting more than one yeah, person support, as well. Yeah, supporting the, two the gays can't work. <laughs> the gays can't work. <laughs> Move, I'm gay. Uh, but anyway, yeah, let's get, so I just wanted to bring that up because I just thought it was, I just, it was again like I don't think it, I don't well, think they, intentional, they, but like again when you don't they, develop and think about the diversity and what anyone looks like, those things read very weird. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, the the they they hug and then she hands her the card for the job and it's like, ooh, <laughs> buddy, <laughs> you, you should have. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm <laughs> this not saying Scalzi was trying to like say like I just don't think he was thinking about it. You just put names on yeah. the thing and didn't think about what the implications are for anything, especially when you don't describe anybody. I don't necessarily know who's what and what's going on. So anyway, yeah. uh, acknowledgments. Yes, let's talk about that. I think that's important. Yes. Yeah. So so um, do we, do we want to just dive right in and 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 say what the origin story? Absolutely, is? the worst thing oh that happened God. from January six. <laughs> is it? Is it like he? I I don't know. He was in line at Subway and they closed down early, and he wasn't able to get a sandwich or something. So, I don't know. so the backstory. So there's an author's note that talks, which I think is maybe. It's definitely, I always love searing about people's processes. And this book, I was especially like, I want to rotate this in my mind. That's why I can't stop thinking about it as bad as this book is. <laughs> I'm fascinated by like what it is because it's such a void. I'm like, what happened here? So um, Scalzi basically just talks about the creation of this book. And basically he talked about a lot of like 2020 was a struggle to write, which I'm like, valid. I had the same problem. Um, mm-hmm. It was mostly because I was on the street in the George Floyd protests. Um, but, you know, I'm sure your thing was bad, too. Um, <laughs> but whatever, I get it. Like, so he's, like, talking about, like, how he he tried to write a novel that was, like, supposed to be, I have it here, a novel which was meant to be dark, heavy, complex, and broodingly in- ambitious. In other words, not the perfect novel to be writing when the world is falling apart around you. I disagree. That's kind of why I'm writing. Yeah. I'm writing is a response also, to the stuff I experienced oh, in 2020. Oh, oh, also, also. Scalzi's never written anything like that. I was gonna before. say I didn't think yeah. didn't, I didn't know a lot about his um previous writing, but I was like, that doesn't seem right. Um so he talks about struggling and struggling and writing his dark, gritty book. And then um, you know, he gets to January and um he's like saying, I'm writing, um, it gets to New Year, and he's like <laughs> I did. He's talking about his writing process. Uh, being dad did not disrupt his writing process. Um, he doesn't mention being dad, which is unfortunate. Um, but I, <laughs> um, and then January sixth happened, and well, insurrections really are a focus pullers. I didn't know that before. I didn't have to know that, but I know it now. That was January done in terms of being able to write. And I was like, "Honey, we had different like." Uh, it's reactions. so weird. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. This is a lib, and it was the worst thing that ever happened. I mean, so I, I, I also, I also wonder, like, I mean, to to a certain degree, on the one hand, I I think, yeah, you know, like for for him, you know, like it it might have affected him, right? But on the other hand, like a lot of the uh, a lot of the references and and little in jokes in in the text of the book you know, uh, seem to signify like, this is basically like, it, it does also feel very much like him sending out, you know, good lib sing- signals out to his readership, you know, like, yeah, man, you know, January 6th messed me up too, man. I couldn't get off of MSNBC. 
Oh. Yeah, it's so, it's so it's so weird. Like it's such a it's such a, like a non criticism criticism. It's like it's like the the main the main problem with like you know the right wing is that it bothered me personally for a little bit. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, also, like I find it interesting. Like he's like finally two weeks after the inauguration of a new president. And with the old one safely shoved into Florida to yell at clouds, I tried again. I'm like, why don't you say, like, is, like, Trump's name, like, Voldemort or something to this guy? I'm like, you know you can say him, right? He's not president anymore. I mean, you could have said it before, but you could just say it. Actually, there's just a lot of, uh, honestly, there's a lot of libs that do, they... I'm not going to mention his name. I guess you know, that's where you get the the dang Cheeto stuff and like yeah. literally, literally. I, I, uh, not me personally, but I heard from you know like from people that I know that they went to a little little get together and they were playing cards and uh, usually they'd call it the Trump Ooh. card, but they they call it the Cheeto card. Oh because, my god. You know, I swear to God, I don't understand it. I do not understand Get it. Over it. But it's my it's like my my God, dudes! Like it's not like there's a lot of magical thinking happening here. I don't know. Um, man. but look, I oh you go. Ahead. I have to say that makes me angry. It it makes me angry when people elevate their like extremely mild personal discomfort over people who are personally and tangibly impacted by stuff. Like I think there is a certain point and this is two and two hours and 10 minutes and 46 seconds into this recording. <laughs> I'm just going to say where it fucking pisses me off and you should shut the hell up. If the, if the only bad thing that happened to you is you saw like this, like the scroll on CNN and went, Ooh, that seems bad. Like if that's the worst thing that happened to you in the, from the Trump administration, I think you should shut up. Well, like, here's the worst I, I have, thing that happened to, to Scalzi is that this isn't actually what destroyed the book. It was it was definitely bad, but he then says, and then later on, um, basically he lost like I don't know three thousand words, which does suck. Um, and then so he's like, he goes to his his he goes to like his editor or agent or whoever, <laughs> and is like, I can't write this super great, uh, awesome dark book anymore. I- so then he's like. And his editor is like, yeah, that's fine. Because like, I don't know, again, I think it's reasonable. Like, there's been a pandemic. I think, I think I I will not hold it against him to be like, dude, this wasn't a year for writing for me. I'm like, okay, got it. Uh, but then he's like, then he basically is like, so he was writing this dark book. He's like, I can't do it because um the fucking Q shaman was in the white was in there. Uh, and my computer got deleted. So then he's like the dang Cheeto. Yeah. And then so he's in he's like, I wrote KPS in response and I had a lot of fun writing it. And it's like he gives he says multiple times, it's like it's like a pop song. And I'm like, not really, it's not. Um Pop songs don't tell pop- me a bunch of incorrect information about nuclear radiation oh, mostly. Well but. also also pop songs are written. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so oh, okay 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 can can we address that for a second because And not say please except be, for the thank yous. I don't want to be too cruel and be like oh you know you you can't write a book that makes you feel good and just be like well this is lightweight and 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 funny whatever. But but don't tell me it's important if you're writing fluffy bullshit don't be like also this is an important book. Just write your fluffy bullshit and say, this is fluffy bullshit, whatever. If you like it, you like it. That's great. You know, I I did what I set out to do. And that's to me, that's fine. But I think that stuff like this, and maybe this isn't entirely John Scalzi's fault, gains this atmosphere of import now mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, well, this is vital self-care. No, it's not. 
it's stupid bullshit, and that's fine. That's fine. Stupid well, bullshit for, is fine. For me, I it's love like stupid it's bullshit. like self. It's self disc. It's discare. It's like this makes me worse after reading. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, to, to your point, Kurt. I think this is the some of like this is sort of the issue that we we've we've run a, run across in like some of the uh, the nebulas and 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 Hugo reading episodes and stuff like that, where where it's exactly that, right? This is the sort of the weird one to you know the the two step that yeah. all these types of stories do, which is like, you know, on the one hand, it's, you know, no one, you know, no one's in, in trouble. No one has a problem. You know, no one was ever in danger, but at the same time, it's super capital I important. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like, you know what? I'm sure that if John Scalzi listens to this episode, his reaction would be, well, you know, it was a silly book and I had fun writing it. What's your fucking problem? Which is, which is fair, but but if that's your answer, then don't also tell me that it's, you know, important. It's either fluffy bullshit The bookstore bullshit wants you to think it's, it's like saying something, like at least exactly. about being smart. I think that's one thing I grappled with is um, I love kaiju, like material. I think kaiju, as someone that's into like, it's something I've been grappling with. I think I might come back to this book so much and just thinking about it is that like every other piece of media about like, say, kaiju, they're like kind of like our environmental anxieties to the, like the mm-hmm. most degree. So like Godzilla, which by the way, I, I, I won't, but I'm pretty sure Scalzi said he thought the original Gojira was stupid. And I'm like, dude, what mm-hmm. the fuck? You're wrong. Yeah. He's wrong. The original he's, yes, he's wrong. is um, amazing. It really holds up. There are some, even after all the years, it was obviously made in response to, it was only made like less than a decade out from the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And also the lucky, the lucky dragon bombing. It was made like that happened while they were filming it. Um, and there's some very harrowing scenes in it. Like, yeah, the, the costumes may be a little goofy, but like, if you take it for what it is and when it was made, um, there's some like, like, there's a scene of like a mother like holding her children as they're like, bur- like they're going to burn to death, trying to reassure them. Especially when you have the context of when it was made, completely jarring. Clearly, a thing about the anxieties around n- nuclear power, nuclear bombs. Um, you know, uh. Cloverfield was about our anxieties around 9-11. It clearly was a response to that. Um, even something like Pacific Rim, I think, like, you can read it as, like, um, it's more lighthearted, but I think there's something to read about, like, working together as humans to overcome, like, stuff like climate change or something like that. Like, these big disasters, I think it can speak to, even I don't think that's what I think excludes that. Um, you have Well, I mean, all- Pacific Rim, yeah. yeah, Pacific Rim has that actually as text. The, it's been the, a while, the, so I wasn't sure. So thank you. Yeah, no the 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 creatures from beyond the rift are basically sent like they're slowly sending the kaiju to sort of terraform the our planet for their use. Yes, and I mean you have the fucking like again like um I'm thinking like the angels and fucking the angels they they represent like all sorts like that's a whole like. Dude, we, we don't even have, that's a whole thing on its own. Like, what is going on with those guys and stuff like that? I mean, these things represent stuff. And it's not that you can't have, like, Pacific Rim is a super fun movie. It's not like, you know, it's not like fucking, like, reading a super thick book. It's not, like, fucking Ulysses. But it's still trying to, like, explore an anxiety and say something and do, like, I think it's interested in something. And this book has, it's nothing. It has no thoughts about, like, what these things represent or, like, or like it could have been so smart pairing it with COVID and like, how do you manage these big things? Especially when COVID is like, it's a, it's a zoonotic disease and we're seeing these conflicts. 
we have COVID because we're encroaching on these natural places and we get disease. Yeah, and that it, could have been it, such a commentary. That, isn't that weird? Yeah. Isn't that weird that it doesn't do anything with like like it establishes there's a totally there's totally different diseases and biomes in the other dimension? Then it's like, but we don't care about that. And it's just, the thing that gets me is that I'm like, okay, you don't want to deal with that. Fine. It's not what I would look for, but I, it's, that's what we want. But it keeps bringing them up. And I'm like, why do you keep bringing these things that are complicated and interesting and then throwing away? And honestly, it just pisses me off because I'm like, well, now you're just treating these things. as like minor inconveniences or throwaway things. And it's like, these are like, these things are talking about like COVID. We're human tragedies. They're still human tragedies. Like, it just, it really frustrates me. This thing could have been, even in a fun way, still could have been saying something. It just feels disrespectful to like, what it's drawing inspiration from, you know, which it, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but yeah, I, I, I think to to your point, Ashley, like even even a stupid story can still mean something. Absolutely, it should still mean something, right? Like, oh, uh, you know what? One of my favorite movies is John Milius's Conan the Barbarian, and it's still it's a stupid movie, and it means a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that it tries to touch on, and it it, it sets out with a purpose. And I think that that a book with no purpose is not a noble pursuit. It's it's ignoble. It's bad. Like you can, you should, you can, you should still try to accomplish something. There's and, a, and there's always going to be some theme to it, even if exactly. It's, um, if I can recommend, uh, if you're interested in uh, kaiju Please. stuff like this, um, I'm going to recommend a movie um, and a, a book. Uh, one is a uh, a Norwegian film called Troll Hunter. It is. Inc- oh yes, is- we did that. Oh, we we oh, covered the that. Netflix, yeah. Go revisit Troll Hunter. It's great. It's, Excellent. I think it Excellent does. Film. It's it's, it's great. what you. I think I would want from something like this, where it's like we're doing that kind of science speculative, but we're having fun with it. And there's like, I love it. It's a great movie. Um, and uh, it also does the bureaucratic yes. bullshit so much more. Uh, it's it's so much more funny and biting in that sense. <laughs> I love this scene where he eats his disgusting breakfast. <laughs> it's so. I I need, I'll have to listen to your episodes. I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. I think the science of it is. It feels like it doesn't feel like. It obviously like it has like stuff like the Christian blood, like whatever, but it still feels like they thought about it and they were playing with stuff, which I thought was really cool. And it, it looks really yeah, good yeah. for what it is. And um, I also would recommend um, a, a book. Um, I'm trying to think like I was thinking like, what's some kaiju books? There's there's not actually a lot of them I can think of. Uh, Born by Jeff Vandermeer. I, I consider a kaiju. Uh, th- I mean, like, I think there's the giant flying bear Mord. I think I don't think anyone will be mad if I call it a kaiju thing. Um, if you really want that richness of scene and also like the environmental commentary, I think that's a great book um, to check out. Um, I love I love Born a lot. It's a very weird. It's a very weird book. Um, so that's some recommendations of things that do this better (laughs) (laughs) have descriptions that are also like you know exploring i mean like even troll hunter which is a fun silly movie like there's like a real like i think thoughtfulness about like uh again human environmental interactions and like as somebody that does wildlife that did wildlife management it spoke to me a lot of kind of like you have to like manage human expectation but also these creatures are being slaughtered and it's really sad and they're suffering. Yeah. And they're, yeah. they're, I think that that's, that's one of the things that's sort of, it's sort of, um, 
sad about the the troll hunter himself as well as you know like his 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 wards if you will or his charges is the fact that slowly you know slowly but surely like they've they've been sort of crowded into these areas that they they don't really want to be in uh and he has to go in there and fucking deal with it you know exactly which is which is the reality of a lot of like our work was doing that and it's very grim and just like you know, you're having to kill animals for just existing in it, but it's also like, well, I can't let them kill people. Like, so uh, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, yeah. yeah, I think that's. And, and by the way, that's something that this book never addresses is like, why do they need to be preserved? They don't. And then in don't. fact, when they do stuff, I'm like, you're interfering with an ecosystem that's never had to experience. There's yeah. There's no real like consideration about like, which would happen is like, they kind of reference it, but I'm like, Humans going to an alternate world, the security and like safety protocols just for the potential contamination would be mm-hmm. ridiculous. Right. Like they just to give you an example of what we do now, um, this is in space, but they like so there's this there was this probe Cassini that was around Saturn for over a decade. It was an incredible mission. And then when it was finally coming to its end, they're like, What do we do with Cassini? And they're like, We and the uh, the the possibility of it having any sort of life on it, like bacterium or, or viruses, was basically nothing. But they did not even want to risk it. So they're like, we're not going to crash. We're going to make sure it doesn't crash into the moons and do a potential contamination. We're going to crash it right in, right into Saturn. And it'll burn up and, like, be because it's a gas giant, there's nothing it's going to do. And, like, so, like, scientists are thinking of, like, stuff like that. Like, we don't even want to contaminate a moon of another planet. Mm-hmm. Like... And none of that is present in there. Like they're they're bringing food. They're like it's just like they didn't even think about that. And that would have been so. Well, they they don't they don't even quarantine. You know, either way, in either direction, I should say. No, they really don't. Uh, it's just like, uh, again, and like I'm saying, I I it, it, the book didn't have to do this. I would have been fine if it just was like a fun thing. It didn't need to think about that. But again, the book spent so much time being like, aha, I thought of this thing, but it's like, but you really didn't, you know, again, it wants you to believe it's, it knows what it's talking about. And it really doesn't. I mean, it's, it, for, for all of the, for all of the, um, distaste that, uh, Scalzi seems to have personally for, you know, sort of like people that don't follow science, like this feels like a very truthy, book it's not a you know, like 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 in the sense that it's it's science e and yes. not science it's, it's i fucking love science exactly this whole book yeah like the means science. it's yeah. it's mm-hmm. the i'm teaching you i'm gonna do a chemistry dem- demonstration where i make like the elephant's phone like toothpaste <laughs> thing and it looks really <laughs> cool and that's science it's like well mm. all right listen up fuck sticks yeah <laughs> <Sit your ass laughs> exactly. exactly which is just like it just what a bad book! But I will be, I will, I will be, I will, I will keep rotating in my mind because it's like again, it's like a hell made just for me. I feel like it's just incredible. <laughs> okay, very briefly, here's what I would do with this book concept: I would rapidly accelerate the events, and I would essentially steal the plot of Jurassic Park. And mm-hmm. after about the first, th- so I would have uh, essentially the ending of the book where where Tom and everyone gets killed happen about a third of the way in and then the middle of the book would be jamie and some other people you know i cut off from the base oh, and classic. wandering around. that's classic exactly it make it into an actual adventure story and then at the end they they come back and, and restore stuff instead of this thing where two-thirds of the book is is parks and rec 
Uh, also, another thing I could recommend if you really just want like a fun action thing that has kaiju in it that really doesn't have like commentary. Um, there's a manga, which I think it's becoming an anime. It's in Shonen Jump called uh, Kaiju Number no. 8. And it actually, um, it's a, it's just Shonen. So it's like, you know, if you like the fight and beat up like stuff, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, you know, if you're looking for a fun thing that has kaiju in it, I'd recommend that because it's better. It, it comes from the source of the kaiju people, you know, the people that like the Japanese people that do kaiju stuff. Um, it deals a lot with like age, which like and people aging. It actually starts with the main character is someone that cleans up after kaiju like fights happen, mm. which is I think is interesting. It, it becomes more like a typical battle shonen, but I think the setup is is much more interesting than what what uh, KPS is trying to do. So if you're looking for a fun action, you want some kaiju, you want some cool fights, check out that manga or check out the anime, which is supposed to be coming out. Uh, there's a lot. There's honestly, like I said, a lot of anime and manga and other Japanese works that. You, you'll if you want kaiju you're that's where you go to obviously so <laughs> all right i think <laughs> have, have we have we have we reached our half-lives uh <laughs> Have we have we started uh, have we started winding down because we, we we should probably wind down. We've gone fairly long. We have. I, long I figured we would. One. I figured we would. I mean, yeah. I I I I feel like all of us have been sort of you know like basically doing the the <laughs> the big uh, radiation uh, uh, coming out of our mouths thing that kaiju like to do. So yeah. we should we should probably wrap this up. So I guess. Um, if there are, are there any last thoughts? I understand. Uh, I was pleased by that reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was pleased by that. Right. Re- yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's such a, it's such a boring book. It's such a, it, it's it, the, the meanest thing I can say about it is, is that like, I honestly think this book is below John Scalzi. I will <laughs> now, say it is genuinely, it, it embarrasses me. It embarrasses. Yeah, me. it is. It is barely written, and the fact that it got good reviews, I, I'm sorry, but if if you if you like this, this isn't a judgment of you. This is fine. It's fine to like this book. There's aspects of it that are fun. Like like I can see how you would like. Listen. Oh, okay. Okay. Listen. Listen. Listen to me. This okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. If you have a long drive to work and you want something to put on on your radio while you you know drive along and you only kind of pay attention i think this works just fine for that it's bad but you know it fills it fills the niche but to, to me this is this is the this is on the level of like the lowest quality like shitty supernatural romance book like it's just people talking and and a plot happening so i think like, it's- i understand here's my i understand if you want shit Here's what you should do instead if you want to, if you're driving a lawn thing and you, you want to put on some sound that you're only half paying attention to, why don't you put on Podside Picnic instead? Put on, put on Podside Picnic or, or music. Put on music. Listen to music. Um, but you know, like, like, yeah, it, you know what? I'm not going to judge someone who liked this, but I am going to judge someone who told me this was good or that, or compared it to something that was actually good. Cause it's, it's not. And, and if you genuinely think this is like Jurassic Park, go read Jurassic Park. And you will be surprised. It seems like a Nobel Prize winner compared to this. <laughs> Jurassic Park is so much better. I, I was just thinking about that uh, earlier. That like, could you imagine if they'd done the same? Like, e- even if he cribbed directly from Jurassic Park and had like the the little baby kaiju's slowly sort of like it, it, appear in our world 
And that sort of leads to Oh no, the kaiju you know, are learning to open doors. Oh no. <laughs> well, I mean that that's how that's how the book in like the the Jurassic Park book has um the the velociraptors are already on the mainland in Costa Rica. Uh it it it's really well done. Anyway, I'm not uh, you know what? I'll leave it at that because these are last thoughts. Yes. <laughs> and my my last thought here is we're Midwest. That, uh, we're Midwest yeah. goodbye. In these last thoughts, we're in the doorway. Being yeah, like, honestly, well, I, but actually, this is this is this is a Latino uh, family uh, goodbyes. You handshake me with the car door open and going like you know still talking. Anyway, uh, folks, go, go, don't you don't have don't to read, read this book. Don't read Kaiju go, Pooper Scoopers. Go have please. a case of diarrhea instead. Make an appointment <laughs> for it. You'll you'll be better off. <laughs> Appointment shitty. <Yeah. laughs> Do it now. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that's that's as as far as we're going to get here. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks Ashley for um, <laughs> for joining us here. Uh, thanks Kurt. Ashley for joining <laughs> us here. I didn't make you do it. I didn't make you do it. <laughs> Kurt. Uh, I'll, I'll owe you one, buddy. <laughs> so, <laughs> when are we doing red shirts? Shut oh. up. <laughs> <laughs> wow, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for listening in, folks. We'll catch you here next time on Podside.